Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 516 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, <laughs> Michael Raparez, coming to you from the T.L. Foster Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, because you'll see him on here later in the second yes. segment. And if you want it to be the U Memorial oh. Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who else is joining me now? Suffering intense back pain, Chris Antista, but not on any drugs, so don't look forward to a slurry podcast. And my WWE 2K3 creator wrestler says, I am Madman Matthew Allen. Mm. Not I, suffering back pain because you were stabbed in the back with a chainsaw playing Resident Evil 4. Skin your remake, ass raw. Which is out this I'm like week. A chainsaw. I thought the same thing. Fucking, how did Fred Durst ruin the word chainsaw for all of us? I don't know. How did Chris and I end up in a forced dyad about fucking Limp Bizkit song? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. It's going to be a fun week. We're going to talk about some WWE 2K23 in the second segment again with, with T.L. Foster, who hasn't been on what? the show in over a month. Can, uh, so, can someone, I want to crowdsource this. Uh, you know that John Cena prank call thing? Yes. I think that's one of the most brilliant pieces of comedy of all time. And I went. You, looking, you might like, have to where, explain it for the listeners. Where is that haven't. from? It's one just calling this woman over and over again and tricking her into a WWE promo. With John Cena's music, it's where the it's John Cena of the it's John Cena thing from. It's from that comedy bit. I think it's fake. Like, I wouldn't look like, what is that like, from? They is that didn't from a radio show? Prank caller? I think it's like an audio sketch, not an mm. actual prank call. Mm. It, 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 my favorite, the third time they call this one pushing a WWE pay-per-view, is, is, is this champ? What? Is Champ there? Who is Champ? That question will be answered tonight! Boom! <laughs> it's John Cena! <laughs> the Champ is here! Da, 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 da. I can't even scream like that guy. It was so good. Uh, and I went, yeah, I Googled it for like a, an hour and like I couldn't find a source for that. So I'd love if someone on the internet knew. Is it a real radio bit? I'd love. Do you occasionally discover like a radio bit from like the 90s or the fucking 70s it, it's fun it's fun yeah like I, I just recently that that I think Matt and I were talking semi recently where Howard Stern someone called in confessing to murder oh and and Howard Stern was like brilliant about it like uh uh let me ask you do, do you have any brothers or sisters or like do you like pain do you have any tattoos anything recognized and he's like Dude, this guy is brilliant. He is figuring out who this guy is by asking him innocuous questions. And, and it's a question that the scary. FBI would, would be in the FBI database. Yes. Like, Tattoo is known relative. And he kept him on the line and kept asking him questions like this. It was like I I've always I never grew up listening to him and I, I I was like, that was the most genius thing I've ever heard. I listened to it three times. It was awesome. Damn. Allegedly interviewing a real serial killer, which nobody can figure out is real or not. Well, I mean, that's a sort of depressing subject matter, which is a good lead-in for our top oh, five oh, subject man. this yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, which we we lost an icon of a character actor, yeah. Lance yeah. Reddick, who yeah. I, I first knew is like, oh, he's that skinny guy from Lost. Lieutenant Daniel. Mm. Yeah, and mm. uh, he just brings this warm baritone to everything he does just this very smooth voice in a, in a very intense eyes very yes. intense eyes yeah yeah 
and, 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 and we wipe his eyes at you, and then he'll laugh in a very menacing way. It, it, lost him at weird. a very young age of sixty, yeah. but he's one of those guys you never would have believed is sixty. You know, no. he's in incredible shape. He shot a for... selfie video like two days beforehand, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and the beat and goes on. One of my favorite moments, and I'm pretty sure I'm making up part of the story here, but like. Um, I was at a big Comic-Con party in Petco Stadium being thrown by a company I was working for. And I'm nobody, but they got a bunch of, you know, Hollywood so-and-sos there. And I only, they, a lot of reality show stars, I don't know, I didn't know, don't care about. And, uh, but I've been doing work with Robert Kirkman from Walking Dead. And I was just briefly talking to him. We were not friends, but worked together a lot. Mm. And I wanted to get out of the conversation. I see Lance Reddick walk by, I'm like, Robert, have you met Lance? And then I just remembered stepping away from the conversation because he knew exactly oh, who he was. Oh my God! You you left a conversation between yeah. Robert Kirkman and Lance Reddick because you just you wanted an escape. I I I mean, like I, I'm not. I I drink a lot of those things. I'm like socially kind of uncomfortable, and I'm mm-hmm. really socially uncomfortable around celebrities I like. I don't give a fuck about celebrities I don't care about. It doesn't bother me at all. But like, I really like Walking Dead and Robert Kirkman, and I really like Lance Reddick. And, and, I just, and like, you didn't want to be a fly on the wall during that conversation. Dude, I, I, I backed away while watching. We were on a set of stairs in Petco Park. Oh, wow. Uh, at like a weirdo open, like it was a really drunken night. Uh, and I just watched. I just, wa- like, if anything comes to this, it's because I did it. They did not know one another before I said, have but you But Lance Reddick knew you? No, 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 no. He was walking by, and I and I clearly made like, holy shit, it's Lance Reddick. He's wearing like a fucking Kangle hat. He was all smiles, and absolutely nothing like any of the characters he plays at all. Where, at where all. was he first kind of known? Was it The Wire? The Wire. Was that his first mm-hmm. big role? Yeah, it's The Wire, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And uh, and then I love pointing out that he had he amazingly showed up on Lost to deliver nothing. Remember, he showed up, are they still alive? Mm-hmm. And that sequence went fucking nowhere. Nowhere yeah, at all. But he, like, was, it, he was so memorable. And that's, uh, yes, that's kind of his hallmark. That's like, no matter how bad the material is, he stands out. He elevates he it. Is, yeah, he is great in everything. Or he was uh, great in everything he did. It, which is, I think, inspires our top five, right? Yes. Because well, I, did, I just want to talk about briefly, as because I have nowhere else to talk about this, but I think I got Michael to watch it. One of the worst shows I've ever enjoyed watching, Farzar. Yes, <laughs> that was fun. It was like it was like filthy disenchanted. It was. It, it, it's irredeemably awful yeah. sometimes. Well, it's it's like if Disenchanted was The Simpsons and Farzar was like the bootleg Futurama. It's if it's just he a man, bunch of dick jokes. If He Man were like beyond our rate, like yeah. not only dick, like dicks get chopped off, and mm-hmm. you get to see like bleeding veins, people disappearing into buttholes. Like it, yeah. it's so. But but the animation is not that detailed. It's the people who did fucking Brickleberry. Yes. But it's, I think, it's funny. I thought it was one of the worst shows I've ever seen, but I could not stop. Like, my, yeah, my buddy I watched me, like, the whole thing. Yeah, this is terrible, but I watched it all, and I want to watch it again with you. And mm-hmm. we watched, like, three episodes in a row, and I was just like, Jesus Christ. How do they get Lance Reddick in this? <laughs> Lance the, Reddick to play, like, a insane. He-Man character who has to sleep with a really old lady all the time? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Who's, who yeah, is the bad guy, even though he looks like the hero. Uh, but yeah, he, Lance Reddick, he's he's done video game roles. Uh, he he was also Albert Wesker in the Resident Evil series. And I remember thinking, like, people Great. saying, like, no, Albert Wesker is like a quintessentially white villain. He represents, like, colonialism and, and all these horrible things. You, he, he should be played by a white person. And, and it's like, I don't care. I want to see what Lance Reddick brings yeah. to the role. And it's like... It's not really Albert Wesker. He's like a suburban dad raising two teenage daughters, and they move to a, a a weird town in South Africa called New Raccoon City, where it's like the suburbs, Jesus. but all the houses are painted the same shade of bright white. This is the Netflix series. Yeah, right, this by is the way yeah. I'm talking about. Seven it sounds minutes. like Biohazard. Seven, I mean, seven minutes is all I have for my cookies to finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and- <laughs> oh, and it's it's with the the actress from Forspoken. I'm blanking on her name. Me too. Playing a shitty teenager. And we were talking about the the already canceled Resident Evil series. That was a mighty fast drop from one of like the globe's biggest movie <laughs> movie powerhouses yeah. into a canceled Netflix series. Yeah. But we are going to pay tribute to Lance Reddick this week uh, with a top five about his video game roles. Which Red I, Dick. I, I, oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm glad you made that joke because I didn't want Thank to. You. But, Making about Alan Tudyk, we got to do it. That's, that's true. That's true. Fair enough. Um, but let's get into these uh, top five Lance Reddick video game roles. There are roughly five in all, but still, that's more than a still lot. Going to try and make us talk about this for an yeah, hour. Here we go. But they're all that good. They're all good. We've already talked about it for an hour. Number five. You almost didn't need me, brother. Who the fuck are you? Derek Carter. Mercenaries. We prefer security contractors. And what sent you? Yeah. Now, about my payment. Payment? <laughs> we just saved your black ass. Now, help me, and I'll consider our debt paid. You expect me to work with you? I expect you to be a businessman. Ooh. That's a lot to ask of this protagonist in uh, which game? <laughs> Don't have any idea. This will make it clearer. Cent blood on the sand, yeah, baby. Yeah, here we go. Oh, it's this the game. The best game on this list. Mr. Fifty, what a surprise. I, what the fuck is my money? I need I need a few days. Ten million, guaranteed. I, that's the deal. I need... I, you, you'll have it. I just need more time. Time's up. So, yes, the, the plot of this game is 50 Cent plays a concert in uh, Not Baghdad and is promised $10 million for the performance. The promoter does not have money, but he gives Fiddy a crystal skull that he promises diamond, is worth diamond, diamond, skull, diamond, diamond in, in, encrusted crystal skull. Yeah, uh, that is, he says, is worth $10 million. And uh, then it's just a ridiculous shooter adventure as Fiddy tries to hang on to his money. I, I can't believe you would disrespect G-Unit like, by yeah. not including Tony Yayo. And it wasn't just 50 on his own. It's a it's mm-hmm. a squad. It's a tactical, not tactical, it's a squad-based well, cover shooter featuring yeah. 50 Cent and G-Unit G in the desert. Yeah, DJ so Who Kid. Wow, Michael named another member of G Unit. <laughs> it's the only one I remember. All you need's Tony Yayo, man. I I, I can't because we're still in a feud. Me and G Unit. <laughs> right. Like, no, this game 
is so much better than it has any right yep. to be. Yep. Like it's it's really this should have been Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Just take the plot of this game and put Indiana Jones in there, and then you got something. I'm Harrison there. Ford, and I'm late for a Dubai concert. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so where's my money? <laughs> so uh, Lance Reddick plays Derek Carter, who doesn't look like Lance Reddick. He's he's just some random American mercenary who saves a fifty cent, and they they work with him. And you know, uh, mild spoilers for this game: uh, the betrayal is inevitable. Withdraw all funds. Oh, I do my banking online. What the fuck is this, man? You should remember, brother, in this city, trust no one. <laughs> Love that laugh. <laughs> Did the menacing laugh so well. This game is great, and I hope Digital Devolver remasters it with everybody's yeah. participation. <laughs> that would cost a lot of money, but yes, this needs a, this needs a comeback. We we need a next a, a, a new gen remaster a remake of this game i i I just 50 cent of all celebrities was one of the biggest people in music who just clearly like i'm bored and Mm -hmm. didn't do it just i I, like you saw him at the super bowl like two years ago and just you know seems to be enjoying being retired and just the only time i hear about him is like yeah i bought out the first four rows to ja rule's show so he's looking at no one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. So why just, not throw a little money towards this? He makes money off his money. So I have such a weird checkered past in the games industry. So I worked on the 50 Cent Bulletproof game. And I never got to spend time, like, hanging with Fiddy or anything. But, like, I had coworkers who were like, yeah, I got to go to Fiddy's mansion today. And it's just like, it was obscene, the amount of money this guy had, right? Oh, yeah. Like, they would, they would describe his mansion. And it's like, yeah, he doesn't... He doesn't need to work, and I wish, I sort of wish more rich people would do this. Just fuck off with your money and go away, and that's it's, fine. Well, they like, do, except they also fuck around on Twitter all day. I know. Oh. When you, it's astonishing. Like, if somebody gave me a billion dollars, the first thing I would do is shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> shut I, up. I'm going to retire to my private sex island. Nobody's ever going to see me again. Yeah, like... you. Like oh the political Manhattan DA, shut the fuck up! This all none of this would happen if you sh- didn't. Sh- if you just shut the fuck up, yep. shut the fuck up. Enjoy your inheritance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Fifty Cent Bulletproof. I'm sorry, Matt was was not great. It was not. It was not good. It, it did have like Eminem as like an FBI agent, I think. If I remember, the controls right. were really bad in yeah. that game, third person shooter. But this game. Yeah. Oh, I also remember there was the that. PSP version that had, like, action RPG stuff where, like, enemies would have hit points that would, like, the numbers would fly off them when you'd shoot them. But, of course. Yeah, this game was nothing like that. This game was a solid, competent shooter that I think had started, like, as a more generic desert military shooter. And uh, at some point, they got involved with 50 Cent, and it became something completely different and totally memorable, and one of, weirdly enough, unexpectedly the best games of its generation. (laughs) They they did what I think more licensed games should have done back then, licensed movie games. They they often got knocked for being derivative. I'm like, yeah, but that's all I want. Like, take... Take a model that works, but like actually yeah. get access to that engine, like the Halo engine or whatever, and just put the movie shit in here. So I, it, it becomes a fantasy at that point. Like I wish it, it was like this game, but with Batman, right? And, and like yeah, I it, wish more games did that. Get silly because it's like 
the memories of like this is just a guy in a basketball jersey and a do rag, not a flak jacket and a blacklight goggles, firing a fully automatic para like hundred clip machine gun. It looked ridiculous then and even more now because how few. If someone puts like a regular person in a shooter, they usually like jet. It's a healing ray tickle beam gun and this was no this is very real weaponry with people not dressed like paramilitary people but it's so funny because like this thing very much knew what it was this Mm -hmm. game like it was not taking itself seriously meanwhile the actors in the game were like they weren't they weren't jokey or anything like this but like everyone knew on its face like at face value take this game you're like Oh, that's ridiculous. And that's what made it amazing is like, yeah, they're playing. It's like Fast and Furious. That shit is ridiculous. But they're not jokey and letting on to that in the movies. They are so self-serious. Yeah. Play it straight, baby. That's how comedy is best played straight sometimes. And uh, some of my favorite movies, Naked Gun. Those are just like Mm -hmm. straight actors playing a comedy script the way they would do a drama. And uh, so are all the actors in this. And I remember talking to some, like, very professional reviewers, like, I know this game isn't great, but I love it. I love the shit out of it. (laughs) How do I rate this, like, as good as Bioshock? I can't. But it's it's so good. But it's so much fun. It's a it's a B game. It might be one of the best of the B games ever created. Yeah, like yeah. It's... yeah but, but THQ did not treat this or put money into it like it was a B game. They treated it like it was a very triple A game mm-hmm. that everyone would buy because who doesn't love Fifty Cent? And I look around at the white faces in my office and I'm like, ooh, I think they they know the birthday song, but like, <laughs> I think that's the extent of this. Go shoddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. But yeah, 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. That was great, but he has since played characters that look more like himself, including uh, one of his more iconic movie roles. Number four. I presume our present location is not on any maps. None. Nobody knows about this place. That's probably why your friend started searching at Edgar Wu's place in Chinatown. Mr. Wu is in your employ. Ah. He was. He ran everything south of 14. Made no secret of our relationship. Yep. He was proud of it. I honestly believed that Hex, you, were a fiction. A myth to keep the stuff in line. Uh, he said the name in that. He says the name, he wins the prize. He said the game name in there. He, he said, said the said game the name. Hex. I, yeah, I'll let this say the other two words in it. John fucking Wick. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed, yes. John fucking Wick <laughs> Hex, the the one uh, I, full John Wick video game. I yep. never played this, but I loved reading about it. And like, this is surprisingly good and not a typical shooter. It is a cross between a tactical shooter, yeah. like an XCOM, but there are more action elements in it. Like, you can't move as slow and plotting as an XCOM game. Like, that does. It makes you do what John Wick does, which is examine yes. every room as a battlefield and how do I get out of here yeah. alive and, and arrange my path and, and get behind that, cover and shit. That was one of, the, one of the things, the most fun things I got to do during my birthday last week is I decided to marathon the John Wick movies Ooh. and I had to go over to my parents' house and eat dinner because I wanted to keep it low-key slash I have old friends um, and <laughs> who don't live in the same city. 
so I continued at my house. I'm like, what the fuck is with this movie? Like, how is he doing all this? I'm like, the movie is John Wick 2. It actually showed you he hid shotguns in the alley. He's planning this out. Like, they, it's, they don't keep reiterating it, but, like, why John Wick is good at this is planning his next move while he's doing his current move. Mm-hmm. And you watch it every time he does something. He flips a guy over to use as a body shield, uh, take away his legs so I can take his gun after this, then boom, always one in the head. It's surprisingly uh, uh, graceful, the action in John Wick. Mm -hmm. And translating it to a video game wouldn't have worked in a first-person shooter. So I was astonished when I saw how this game looks. Like, yeah, that is probably how John Wick's mindset is best translated in a game. Yeah, it, it would be a very non-memorable third-person shooter if you yeah. were just to try to make a John it wouldn't Wick work. action yeah. game. It's described really. as a timeline strategy game where, yeah, the, the action advances like as you execute commands and like, okay, mm-hmm. what am I going to do now? And now he's going to move forward and do it. And now the next, it's going to freeze. And then like the next thing is going to happen. Like a faster super hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Like, and that's how that's why John Wick Baba Yaga is so good <laughs> at what he does because yeah. he can anticipate these moves and string them together. And it those movies, if you don't remember uh, on Laser Time, I nominated any of the three John Wick movies for movie of the decade because I think they're great. I think they're amazing. They should have made the list for sure, well, at uh, least it, one of them because it's it's now going on its fourth entry. Which and I, this hear, is some, I yeah. really want to see it. I just wanted to rewatch Which all three. Might be Lance Reddick's final role. Like they're going to dedicate. No, the it is to. the Percy Jackson Lightning Thief reboot. Really, <laughs> oh, is it really? the voice of Zeus? Wow, wow. Yeah. But okay, but but I mean, this is role. very Lance Reddick of roles, right? Where it's like nice. he doesn't have a ton of screen time in the movies. He's in them quite, you know. He's but it's technically like, wasted. But like as the series goes on, he's like the only guy who. Seems so. I again, I have not seen the fourth movie, but like he seems like a genuine, trustworthy friend of, yeah. of John Wayne. And he, he also, yeah, it, it 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 has a little bit of a Giancarlo Esposito vibe in that he is, you know, this very dapper, well put together character who manages to 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 bring a lot of gravitas out of some fairly silly lines. Power defines our place. That's power course, but... defines our reality. The High Table has never been shy in this matter. All declare fealty. All must be of service. Well, maybe not all. All who wish to keep their heads? Hmm. Yes, Ian McShane is also in this game. Really? Ian McShane? Yeah, so the the three voice talents listed for this game are Troy Baker, Ian McShane, and Lance Reddick. So the the cutscenes are just... So this, this crime boss, Hex... The, hence the name of the game, uh, has kidnapped, and this is like a prequel to the first John Wick movie. But also there's hexagons on the ground. Yes, yes, so it's, a, it's a double meaning. But he's kidnapped Ian McShane and Lance Reddick. Uh, Karen is Lance Reddick's, or Charon? How, how do they pronounce Charon? it? Charon? 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 Yes. Or whatever. Because it's it's a Greek or Roman yes. god, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, it's, yeah, the, the, the ferryman over the river Styx. The ferryman, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously. Obviously. Oh, for this character, it's pronounced Charon. Sorry. Uh, I forget. I mean, what, I played what, Hades. What's he in McShane's character? Once again, dumbest person on the show. <laughs> Loved Hades. Yeah. Don't, didn't remember that at all. <laughs> you meet you meet Karen or Charon or however you pronounce Lots it. Lots throughout yeah. that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he yeah. takes you back every time you die. 
And so so they've they've been kidnapped and all the cutscenes are just them talking to this guy Hex as he tells them about his evil plans and how he wants to challenge the authority of the high table and the high table has sent John Wick to to rescue his captives and John Wick is just like fucking up all of his operations nonstop. That's another thing that um asshole billionaires do mm-hmm. in real life is they shoot their mouth off about their evil plans. So, like, yeah. if I had a billion dollars, I would fuck off and and not open my mouth. And I particularly wouldn't wouldn't openly talk about the crimes I have committed yeah. while trying to defend myself. No, nobody would know, know about it until the giant octopus appeared in Times Square. Do you know right. how many yes. tax laws I had to break to get that Mario sixty four sealed? Mm-hmm. Was that a Watchmen <laughs> reference? There, it was Michael? a Watchmen. It was. Reference. Yes, <laughs> it was. I you. shit all over it, but it was yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, I got to be honest, like uh, I haven't finished three yet, which I only saw once. Uh, the story behind Ian McShane's affinity for John Wick does require some explaining, so I'm might need to go play this game too because mm-hmm. if you remember the end of john wick 2 you know wick defies all the rules and is supposed to die and he clicks his fingers and everyone's looking at him and he's like why am i not dead and he's like because i deem it not to be <laughs> and it's a great line yeah. i love these fucking movies man oh, ian fantastic. mcshane by the way so good and actually another guy who I'll, okay. I'll watch in anything he's in yeah he was he made american gods the that tv mm-hmm. show adaptation mm-hmm. of those books because it's like now when i read the books i i can't think of anyone but him playing odin like yeah. it's just like yeah he's perfect for that role and it was, like it's one of my favorite scenes in television history on deadwood he is complaining up and down about the saloon the brothel goddamn hooplehead i'm sorry that's probably racist mm. but he said it a lot <laughs> uh motherfucking cocksucker he's like Ugh, I don't know what to do in a prostitute. You want me to suck your dick? Please. In the scene ends. <laughs> <laughs> and the, <laughs> Ian McShane. Now, Winston is his character's name in John Wick. Uh, uh, it doesn't, right. it yes, doesn't matter yes. because like he's just that guy. No, no. I forgot his name in Deadwood. Mm. Swearingen. Oh, Swearingen. Swearingen, yeah. Al Swearingen. Of course. Um, but yeah, Lance, Lance Reddick does... Like the swear engine, which sounds like an engine created by the trailer park boys. <laughs> <laughs> swear engine. So w- Winston and Sharon work out of the Continental Hotel, and Sharon in particular just radiates that perfect like hotel manager energy of like, yes, I'm here to serve, but I am also an authority in this place. Do not fucking cross me. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I will be very friendly until you do. A pleasure to see you again, Mister Wick. A visit to the hotel, Doctor. Perhaps. Yeah, he he also reprised that role in Payday Two, which had John Wick DLC, and he's he's sort of like he's a supporting character. He's the controller between those new missions, and uh, I don't have audio of that because good luck trying to find any playthroughs of Payday Two <laughs> DLC that don't have people either talking over it. Or s- frantically skipping through the lines. I, I think I told that story more articulately before, but uh, I was doing stand-up for a little while, mm-hmm. and that involves... The worst part about it is having to go to stand-up clubs like every fucking night. And one night there was a... Um, not a make-a-wish thing, but just like it's... Little kids get to come up and do their prepared material, and every kid fucking 
sucked. And like I'm, you know, objectively, and I'm still laughing. I'm not treating them like they suck. And one kid got up, went three times as long as everybody else, and it was all payday material. And I was just of clapping my wrists together and laughing at things I could not understand. <laughs> but that he thought like everybody would get all these references. And then they took out this skin. And I'm like, this is so cool. Why are we recording this? <laughs> this fucking kid slaying with his fucking payday material. <laughs> and it, like one, I'm like, man, is payday way bigger than I think it is? Because this kid is killing with his, his, his peers. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to number three. Joyce got lucky. He escaped. He's gone. He wouldn't be foolish enough to come back. Our only vulnerability is within, Paul. You should see that. Telling me what I've already seen. You're not thinking clearly. You need your treatment. You've been the face of Monarch for all these years, Martin. But let's get clear on something. This is still my ship. And I simply don't want to see you go down with it. This is the uh, this is the Iceman video game starring Bobby yes. from uh, X-Men. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a game that I think very few people probably played. Quantum Break, which was mm-hmm. Remedy's attempt. So Remedy is sort of infamous for putting th- TV shows inside their very good games, right? Yes. Like in Control, there's lots of things you can watch. This was supposed to be like this episodic TV show game game right like remind me how this all worked because there was like a tv show it was supposed to tie into that then they they canceled the tv show element and just rolled like these full really high production value episodes into the game am i remembering that yeah no you you are remembering that correctly so it was i think it it came along shortly after the phenomenon of binging tv series started yeah and and so the idea was originally that they were going to make this series that was going to be complementary to the game run in parallel with it and as it developed they realized like well there's no way to guarantee that people who watch the series will play the game or vice versa so in the end they they ended up producing four half hour episodes and integrating it into the game and you will play through like you know an hour of this game and then you'll unlock a tv episode that shows a different perspective on the story. So basically just a really long live action cutscene. Fucking maddening. Yeah. <laughs> just like my least yeah. my least favorite parts of fucking Kojima, you know, Metal mm-hmm. Gear games like, oh, I will put my controller down. But it will probably turn off it, and go it, to sleep. It, I will while pull I watch out my this. phone, but it did have like a good recap system of like what just happened. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, this was notable as like an earlier game that because it had those live action segments needed to model its characters to look exactly like the actors. Yeah. Uh, so yes, Lance Reddick is, is rendered in photorealistic 3d alongside Aiden Gillen and the rest of the, the, the cast of this and, and, and Marin Mark Marin is in this. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Marin, our favorite Hobbit. No Cheech Marin, Michael. No, I don't, yeah. I, I don't actually know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> No, I'm I'm just kidding. I don't know other than Bobby. Oh, you mean uh, Mary Man, uh, Dominic Monaghan? I think he's in this too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Mary's in this too because he kind of looks like uh, the Sean Ashmore. <laughs> they could be like cousins. No, he sh- he shows up a bit later. He's he's not the main playable character, but yeah, there's a bunch of bunch of people in this. So Lance Reddick plays Martin Hatch, and he is the secondary villain in this and uh might in some ways mild spoilers be the primary villain he is a person who discovered like i i 
am fuzzy on the plot of this. I did not play very much of it, full confession. Yeah, no, you, spoiler warning, no one is going to play this game again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this all revolves around time travel and basically the idea that like once you have a time machine, all possible consequences of that time machine become reality and you have to deal with them. So, uh, you know, brilliant CEO of this company goes in and, and creates like replicas of themselves. And, uh, pretty soon the timeline gets broken and an evil version of him starts taking over. And, uh, he's yes, accompanied by Martin Hatch, who also helps set up one of the most interesting early moral decisions in the game. We can't afford any further obstacles at this stage of the plan. Now, I see two options. We could use force, remove any loose ends. But if those witnesses disappear, the public will start asking questions. All clear, sir. Potentially turn on Monarch. Alternatively, I could mount a Mr. broad Serene. PR strategy, get the city on our side. But that leaves us with the... The loose ends. Precisely. The choice is yours, but keep in mind, the men will view your decision as a unified strategy moving forward. So, yeah, that was an interesting moment where, like, it it hands you control of the villain and asks you, make a moral decision. Here's this witness. Uh, you can decide to kill her and everyone else who witnessed this, this thing. And uh, But if you do that, then it will result in the hero getting public support. People will think we're monsters and, uh, you know, the, the hero has new allies and we become more evil or we can mount a PR strategy and uh, the public will turn against the hero and we'll look like the good guys. But uh, he will learn our secrets and these witnesses will still be running around and can help him. And so really it's asking you to decide, like. How evil do you want the villain to be? Because this has a direct impact on your experience playing as the hero, which I thought was really a, a, a neat idea. I didn't but play it's, enough it's Quantum also, Break to know if it went anywhere. So. But they also split it where like the, the game focused on the hero mm -hmm. and the show focused on the antagonist more. I forgot yes. this one, this dropped. So this stars Littlefinger. Aiden yes. Gillen is, mm -hmm. is one of the bad guys. And it's like, it was like, peak game of thrones and i'm like this is a sure thing you got like a dude from game of thrones in your game and yet still did on, not. on the box which i never had one of the less popular dudes from game of thrones doing an american accent no i love aiden Gillen. he's great hmm. all right he's but, but awesome. he I mean, also very, from, very not the, likable but intentionally right like great like on all the wire carcetti motherfucker yes Carchetti. yeah and, and it here, was here, Here's something that's even more interesting. One, I looked it up. It is on Game Pass. Yeah. Nice. Oh, two, yeah. It's still on my machine. So maybe people two, will play it. Two, it's $40 <laughs> for, but on sale for 10 free with Game Pass. For free, you can download these episodes and watch them as long as you've downloaded the game. Hmm. So if you like Lance Reddick and don't want to play this, you can watch all these for free. <laughs> that's awesome. As long as you've downloaded nice. the game. Nice. <laughs> and you can see great scenes like this. See those two men on either side of you? Well, I'm going to stand. I'm going to leave. And the one on your right is going to shoot you in the head. Fuck you. Hmm. 
Uh, he does menace Not so well. <laughs> that was great. That was Chris. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an amazing bad guy. What's that? Yeah, that was Chris that said not an option. Oh, I thought I couldn't see the video. Oh, good. I thought it was I'm in the so game. Good. So good. <laughs> couldn't see the video. Oh, wow, that was a pretty good impression. So good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. Hire me. I'm poor. <laughs> you should. You How should would that do... be problematic in Chris yeah. play Lance Reddick? I don't think. Yeah, I'll be Lance Reddick from here on out. He'd love it. I met him once before I ran away. Uh, yeah, no, yeah just that's okay just consider the possibilities but one world's end is merely another's beginning my world will be renewed my world will see better Uh, Lance Reddick can do fight scenes. Who knew? Sure. He's Everybody. Look. He He's in an, an assassin society. You might as That's well. True. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Quantum Break. A pretty pretty cool one. The only one on this list where you get to see him in both live action and 3D rendering. But I think one of my favorites is always going to be this. Number two. I've spent decades searching the ruins of the old ones, trying to solve the mystery of what happened to them. For years, I've suspected that feral robots destroyed their civilization, but I could never confirm it. And in minutes, you uncover more ancient knowledge than I have in a lifetime. And what you want to know is my name. Silence. That's my name. Fuck you. That's my name. That's my name, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah. Well, see, wh- why not? She, she, she already watched next. Yeah. She already found all the the ancient knowledge, so of course she wants to know his name. So, Chris, here's your your next tryout for Lance Reddick. I drove Can here you... in a fifty thousand dollar dinosaur. <laughs> Just <laughs> give give us give us an Aloy. I want to hear you say it as Lance Reddick. Aloy. That's Aloy. May you ask it like a question. Mm. Aloy. Aloy. Aloy? <laughs> Uh, yes, oh, I'm gonna be so good at this. Silence I can also do it. is is like the the guy in the Horizon games, the Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West, where like you're never a hundred percent sure where he stands. He seems yeah. to be a bad guy sometimes, and then he does a face turn and turns out to be like, oh no, you're you're a good guy. You really you know care deeply about the fate of humanity and oh now you've turned around and done something bad oh but you turned it into a good thing uh what the fuck is your deal man you fucking weird neon caveman with your tubes woven through your chin like some sort of cyberpunk uh shaman it's uh yeah he's very much like the uh the smoking man from like uh mass effect where it's like you know at the end of the day you can just sort of tell well he's really just working for himself and that's yes. that's what makes him appear morally gray it's like well i'll do whatever i want that benefits me the well, most well he does you know? spell that out quite explicitly with the focus network down we can both get what we want access to the secrets of zero dawn i'm past trusting you with secrets good that means you're wising up. Trust is for fools. It shifts and crumbles like sand. A poor foundation for any partnership. But mutual self-interest. Now that is a solid bedrock upon which you and I might build a new science of understanding. Hmm. Same philosophy as blood in the sand. 
No bulletproof. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yes. He's consistent, or at least yeah. his character. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Don't don't trust. Don't trust. When I forget that you hear most of his performance through the uh, aspect. What do you call that thing? That the, 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 the Dorito chip. Focus. The, Dorito the focus. Chip. Yeah, the, the Dorito, Dorito chip on your clips ear. onto her ear. Because <laughs> there are a few cut scenes where it's uh, it's not through that. But for I the most have part, the power you... of Doritos and Mountain Dew on my side. Uh, there you go. <laughs> For the most part, you always do hear him in this very filtered and compressed way uh, in mm-hmm. that game, which is a shame, right? Because it takes out you half try the Baja time. Blast freeze. <laughs> blow your mind. Zero calorie Baja Blast. Man, I just had to adjust my Nathan Fillion uh, Adam Driver, and I'm doing a great Lance Reddick. Now. Right. Yeah. Hire me. That'll come in handy later. Um, but yeah, si- Silence is, is just a really fun character and yeah just hammers home they're like yeah Lance Reddick does really devious people that you're never quite sure where they stand really well um, and he, he, but he was like the one of those perfect people for uh, uh, video games in that like he was kind of too old to be in, to be a movie star but mm-hmm. someone like you could put him in anything and he could, he could lend such fucking gravitas yeah. to awful video game dialogue and and just like i know that fucking voice i know that guy oh this is so much can, better you for can him being involved dress him up like a gaming pc and he's still great in <laughs> yes, it uh, right so yeah and, and silence that guy is has an, liquid cooling on yeah. his chin yes yeah. and silence is an interesting character because Until like inside you get you get the senses like only i know the secrets of the ancients so i was i was the smartest man in the world until you came along, Aloy, and now I, I'm, I have a grudging respect for you, and I'm trying to help you develop as a character so that I'll have a worthy adversary, maybe? I don't know. It, uh, we both have our Dorito technology, mm-hmm. Aloy. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, fantastic, but, but always, you know, likes to, to, to play with her and tease her a bit. I see you finally figured it out. To be honest, I'm surprised it took you so long to discover my rules. You read the lands to steal Hades. How could you be so reckless? Reckless? You're the one who tried to purge Hades before its precious knowledge could be extracted. The mysterious signal that woke it, for example. Or why don't one of those Gaia backups you've been having such a hard time finding? Yeah, um... That that was kind of you know spoilers for the stinger for Horizon Zero Dawn that it's just like that that are immediately spoiled in uh, Forbidden West that like why did you hang on to the sealed demon that we thought we had destroyed and it turns out like oh I just wanted to torture it for information and find out who the real bad people were I'm like mm-hmm. oh okay yeah now it makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the big shame of these games is like because the games are so massive. Mm-hmm. Um, as a percentage of the overall game, he's in very little. Like he's in all the cutscenes, but you know when you're talking like forty, fifty, hundred hour games, depending on how much side shit you do. Um, I forgot he was in this at all. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's a big I mean, part like, of these games. Mm-hmm. I know, but like I, I also got very sick of the cutscenes, especially in the second one. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's him, the and then the guy who's not. There's the guy who's not John C. Riley, whose voice always sounds like John C. Riley to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, if you if you can use my hammer, I speak Hubert if you want me to speak it. <laughs> Perfect. 
Yeah, I, uh, I sound I'm more like John Riley than I do a Bugs Bunny dog. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, let's wrap this up with... For as deep and wide as humanity's rivers have run, it has now been reduced to a precious few needing something to believe in and a place to call home. This is what we have been called to. The future that we fight for. The future we will protect. Uh, this, this is one... Uh, or our destiny. Jesus, yeah, give him I the just, title line! I just got chills listening to that. Uh, like, uh, oh, Commander, my Commander, Commander Zavala in Destiny and Destiny 2. Yeah, this is... I saw you know people posting on Twitter, like, having, you know players kneeling around his avatar in in the world and like having vigils like oh that's that's really nice the, the reason i you you asked me well who would she be number one and i was like it's this because he's been with us for 10 years yeah, in this role that's true like it's it it was a 10 year experience yeah he was on this longer than he was on the wire or Bosch, mm-hmm. the much superior show. It was on Bosch. Uh, wow. <laughs> yes. And, or Fringe. Uh, he, he spent more time in Destiny uh, yeah. than any of those projects. Wow. Yeah. And, and and he's someone you talk to all the time if you're turning in your weeklies, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. uh, he's a big part of Destiny. He's one of the three. I mean, that's the, the secret of he Destiny. He made an arduous you. process that I made me stop playing the game <laughs> worth well, doing. There, the, but Destiny has you, and then the real leads, though, are the commanders, like the council there in the, the last city, where it's him, and, and it was Cade, right? So speaking of mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion, as we, as we talked about, um, there's one, there's one more, there's there's a couple characters that come in and out, like the creepy Halloween girl with no eyes and stuff like that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. And and he, he got to give speeches like this. So, you're saying Savathun was dead? Our most devious adversary, the one who nearly decimated the last city from within, was dead. And the Traveler resurrected her? How dare the Traveler give her the light? Once again, shitty dialogue. Yeah, but he sells it so well. Through Lance Reddick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was was one of the best parts of Destiny, outsider Peter Dinklage, (gasps) was that, like, this was not always great. Um, we'll get into it later, but maybe there's a purpose to chat be GPT and like a good actor can make this much better. Did you go to the fetch quest and get the thing? Good. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> good. I, oh, it gave me chills. <laughs> Did you do the same thing for the hundredth time? I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Guardian. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But to be fair, like that's, that is destiny. Like they, they have so many good actors. So like, Ikora, right? Like is like yeah, the actress who plays Ikora just like nails it, and they have this weird gravitas for what is effectively yeah, a, it is a, a a UI. It it's fucking UI. You're turning in your weeklies, right? But they you know they're in cutscenes, and that's where they're doing their best work, right? But it's it's very much just like yeah, you're walking up to these characters to get quests and to turn in quests and to cash in your whatever thousand currencies for items occasionally and like but um even then like he 
to me, like, yeah, that when I Zavala has a personality, like he is yeah. a character, you know, that's been in these games. I, I, and... I give I give credit to Bungie for that because like they were some of the first people to hire like actual actors outside of whatever DJ plays Master Chief. like (laughs) hire real fucking actors to give a little bit more weight to some of these lines at some point and and they found the right actors something nerds will go crazy over and are affordable and should be leading men get nerds excited and and fucking reddick was one of those people for me like that that's what's wild you you mentioned like well he was too old to be a leading man first of all he never looked 60 right no. like he he looked you would he look at him all, and be like oh he's in his 40s or something right? he was always like, yes non-cracky and bald like he, he, he i don't th- i never saw a role where he had hair but that's so that's was, sort of perfect for voice actor right it's right. like he will with that voice yeah. it, it'll actually get better <laughs> it gets better as yeah, he ages right correctly, like, yeah. yeah a little more rasp to it mm, so uh but he, yeah, he did it so well. But it, it's wild to think, like, yeah, I've, I've, that's probably other than maybe World of Warcraft, I've spoken more to this NPC than any single video game character in my entire gaming career, all forty years of it. Right? It's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've listened to us yeah. do poor Lance Reddick impressions quite a bit. Uh, here's Nathan Fillion doing one. Guardian, I require a sweep and clear of the following hostiles. Hunters are way better than titans. Whoa. Poetry. <laughs> Knitting. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's Cade Six doing his of all That's that so weird, because that, that is like the uh, latter stage of my hundreds of hours into Destiny. Right. Because mm. originally he was very dry for the first hundred hours. Oh, Cade? Yeah, I mean, he's played... Yeah, yeah you're like, hey, you're... you're you're sort of misusing Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Um, I, it, I remember because I had to do that same mission over and over again. The... The enemy is gone. Good. And, <laughs> good. I heard it over and over and over again. I think um, one of the reasons I also have a sweet spot for Zavala, it was brought up in that clip. He was the head of the Titan class. Like, he, he was representative of the Titan classes, right? So, like, uh, Akora's a warlock, Cade was the hunter, and then Zavala was representing Titans. And I've always... I've main Titans in Destiny since it started, right? And mm, so me to me it was like, yeah, he was my representative in the game. Like that was my boss in the game now, was Zavala. Am I, they had a did they have a falling out, Nathan Fillion and uh Destiny? Well he the uh, spoilers, Kate Six got killed off. I mean that was that was a very ago. publicized event, so Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I don't think it was like the actor or anything like that. I think I Nathan it was, was, but it, it's also busy. like he's like I played this longer than I played Malcolm Reynolds and whatever the guy who plays Castle and Castle is named. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't I, I think it was a thing though where he got busy, he had a new show yeah. or something like that. He, yeah. I had no idea this would go on this long. Holy shit! Well, he that that Kate Six is credited as being played by both uh, Nathan Fillion and Nolan North, which. Does kind of cement like yeah, Nolan North is like the bargain Nathan Fillion. Well, yeah. and Nor- Nolan North came in and replaced Peter Dinklage. Like that, mm-hmm. he is now the, the the guardian bot for mm-hmm. you. So you think they'd mind if we borrowed their bikes? <laughs> oh, heard that so many A times. Triptych of hive runes. It's wizards <laughs> from the moon. <laughs> uh, oh man. 
Yeah, uh, no, but uh, but that's the thing. Even in a game with so many stupid, silly lines and silly mm-hmm. moments, it's just like, yeah, Zavala was there. He was a rock, you yes. know, like it. Ah, oh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna what, miss that. What will we do and, without him? And and just yeah, I I feel like Lance Reddick, he, he was you know steadily picking up steam and prominence, and like man, if he if he stuck around for another decade or so, he could oh. could have gotten really big. Yeah, that's what I I meant to say because like people, the people Bungie cast initially were sort of celebrities who played games and mm. and they i think bungie kind of utilized like do you love the oh, we're gonna cast david cross and brian post and and like like people like who already love this they who have said they love this game i thought was there a story lance reddick might have played again like i saw him only at game parties hmm. lance reddick interesting but but like there is also a celebrity list of like you invite the most famous people and you mm. see who shows up and you take their picture in front of a logo. So maybe he wasn't invited to a lot of parties and just showed up to the video game ones that I were at. I was at, but I, you know, a lot of them are like Comic Con stuff, and he has every reason to be at a Comic Con. Uh, yeah. He's always promoting well, something. Well, um, yeah, looking at a Kotaku story right now saying Destiny Two actor Lance Reddick played the night before he died. Uh, players quickly spotted yeah. that Reddick's Destiny 2 handle, I don't care, 789, hashtag 7678, <laughs> appeared online the Wednesday night before he passed away from natural causes last That's week. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care a bunch of numbers. That's my gamer tag. That's Who gives hilarious. a shit? <laughs> so because, like, yeah, please. Microsoft appends those numbers now to names. I love that. It's just like, hey, what, what do you want your gamer tag to be? my gamer tag. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, I don't care. I'll just enter that. I don't care. I play with, Who am I, I going to play with on here it doesn't matter if you're not my niece you're dead to me (laughs) (laughs) someone do like a machinima of like him trying to run a raid with nathan fillion like (laughs) nathan i told you to be here at 7 p.m why why so late god damn it when i told you i aim to misbehave (laughs) (laughs) i can't do a good nathan fillion unless you put cotton balls in my cheeks and i barely open my mouth I um, just did the Nathan Fillion meme where I kind of went ah ah and pointed my finger at Chris and then like ran out of things to say. So yeah, uh, yeah but my, can I talk about a couple of my favorite Lance Reddick roles? Yes, real fast, man. Well, well obviously The Wire, the mm-hmm. Fringe, a show I wanted to get into in spite of itself, <laughs> and, uh, a show that doesn't kick in for thirty six hours. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, I, he's great. He's in a Key and Peel sketch. That's awesome. Um, uh, he, we only man to ever rattle Eric Andre. Eric, no, he. The, Eric Andre said he changed the show after Lance Reddick's appearance. Really? Because yeah, because uh, I don't know what extent it was, but like if you watch that, Lance is in on it. Mm-hmm. The Eric Andre show is one of my favorite shows that's ever existed, and it has the illusion of being a talk show, but the talk show is there to cut to pranks. Uh, they interview unsuspecting celebrities for 45 minutes, cut it down to two. But Lance Reddick, like Lance Reddick, Seth Rogen, and Jack Black, when you watch those episodes, and Jimmy Kimmel and, and Tyler, the creator, they're in on the joke. And Eric Andre is like, after the Lance Reddick one, it was so good that like, we can't like we can't use a celebrity to prank the audience. We have to prank the celebrity for the audience. 
Because Lance Reddick walks out at the end of the I wish I was LeVar Burton. Yeah. Dressed Where's as, my iconic slave role? Fuck all y'all! Yeah, dressed it's, as both Kunta Kinte and uh, Jordy LaForge Jordy at LaForge. the same time. And Which fucking in the last brilliant. season they got Lavar Burton to dress like Lance Reddick on the wire. Really? <laughs> yes, I wish I, I was Lance motherfucking Reddick. Wow, they got him to say that. Wow. Uh, Eric Andre is one of my favorite shows in history, and Eric Andre was like, "It's not as Lance Reddick was so good at this. It's not as funny if." He's not. He pranked us. Mm-hmm. We had to write it so he pranked us. Well, also, like Eric Andre seemed genuinely surprised when, like, you know, Lance gets up as if he's about to leave, and then he just abruptly turns around and slams his fist on punches Eric's his desk. desk. Yeah, punches his desk, and then is like, "You need a new desk." And Puts a hole in it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they, he's a good guest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's a real good guest. And then Hannibal Barbera says, "Do you think?" HPV is worse than AIDS. Like that's how good this show is. That's <laughs> this show is so good. Uh, if you haven't seen the Eric Andre show, please watch it. And Lance Reddick, it was the most all out I've ever seen him go for. Like, how would he if he wasn't watching the show? How would he have known how this joke was going to work? And I've never heard him say the N word outside of that. No, that outside sketch. of that bit. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> That was great. Um, Warp speed, <laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, that has been our top five about Lance Reddick's video game roles. R.I.P. Man, you were a fantastic talent. We're all gonna miss you. Oh, oh, he, uh, I loved him as the train guy in Rick and Morty, and he's also in oh, the Castlevania series. That's right. Yeah. As a right. Voice actor. Yes. Uh, Lords of Shadow. Yeah. No, no, no. no the, I'm the sorry. TV I'm thinking something in the, else. In the Netflix series. Yeah. Oh, in the, oh, God, he is. Yes, he was the Briefly. Falcon in a in a, a couple episodes of the Avengers. He was Raj Al Ghul. Wow, detective. Uh, like didn't they you said Raj too again? close yeah. to like Good Times. It's, Raj. I think it's, <laughs> isn't Raj. it isn't it Raj Al Ghul? Raj Al Ghul. Whatever. It's. I just uh, want a universe where it's Raj, Agu, like, whatever, Raj. Hey, hey, hey. Stick my comment in the Lazarus pit and allow it to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, All right. Oh, yeah, Lance yeah. Reddick. It, it, and I love, I never saw him till Oz. And he was in that New York actor group that would go on to produce The Wire, Law and & Order, and he's in all of that <sighs> shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, I fucking love Lance Reddick. Loved him. Was shocked to uh, see him in person, and he was dressed so fun, like uh, the 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 opposite of an intense guy you should be afraid of. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 which is the role the role he always played. Yeah, and um, he played it very well. He did. He did. And 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 yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna miss him so fucking. Much. Yeah, indeed. I'm really sad. I'm not kidding. Indeed. I, yeah. No, it's it's really sad news. I really don't like it, and I, I don't like people dying. It, it, like I hated, like I rarely Google like cause of death and like uh, TMZ's like of natural causes and like yeah, how is that possible? What like technically cocaine is natural? Like what are you talking about? What, what technically does that mean? all deaths are cardiac arrest? Yes, <laughs> like all there's no new deaths Eventually, for the most yes. part. Yeah. Eventually, and, like, heart uh, stops. No all matter deaths what. are kind of natural. Like I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, yeah, but he like he didn't seem like a guy with a 
ton of weird problems and uh wasn't wasn't a giant wasn't uh he's very skinny dude wasn't working out Mm -hmm. a lot seemed healthy i'm baffled by it truly baffled yep all right well that's been our top five hope you had fun we're gonna take a little break and when we come back we're gonna talk about some wwe 2k23 tl foster's gonna join us uh we're gonna get into some news it's gonna be a fun time stay tuned when it's time to say goodbye and there's nothing else to say Still you ask the question why And I struggle to explain For the thousandth time again How sometimes we grow apart Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. 1978, they're shooting Superman 1 and Superman 2 back-to-back. I'm kind of becoming comic-obsessed in the early to mid-80s. I think Superman 3 is on the verge of coming to video, but basically I could just rent the first two over and over again. So I watched those over and over and over again. And to me, they they warm my heart. And by the time the Donner cut came out in, what are we talking, 06? To coincide, 06, I think, yeah. To coincide. Like, I watched it and, like, you know, I read this is technically better. I was a little kid. I didn't know what happened. I didn't want this version. It. I felt nothing when I saw it because, like, this is just not the nostalgic version I have for Superman. And Steve has an, an experience I'd like to talk about. It's hard to call any of these movies good because they're all bad and pee in the eye of Superman and, and everything you know about it. Okay, okay. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment where we're just going to dive headlong into... Actually, before we dive headlong into it, we have someone yeah. joining us for this segment. Who is joining us? Hi, Hi I'm I'm a new release, T.L. Foster, true. freshly yeah. Yeah. freshly remastered for our PS5 and Xbox Series. <laughs> so Congratulations on your hot new edition, 42nd yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Speaking of fresh, you mean the man who used to host a podcast all about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? I still host that podcast. Look, my my. First of all, I want to actually brag. This is not even me posting anything. I want to brag about Sonia Valentine, who has been winning awards for writing, uh, and just went and shot a uh, documentary film on the death tours up in Canada. Sonia Valentine is a superstar. uh, So. I we will we will get back to the show when we get back to it. That is the motto of the shows I do. I also do a show called Welcome to the Thing with Jarrett Green and Emmett Watkins Jr. And if you're at PAX, at the time of this listening, uh, go see them. They're at PAX. Go bother them uh, and tell them I said hey. Both on recent episodes of the show, and they were both phenomenal. So. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, they I I I am very lucky uh, and and uh, present company included that I've got to I get to podcast with some really cool people. So Aww, thank you. Uh, thank I you barely scraped eye in that. That was that was awesome. Thank <laughs> you, Dion. 
uh, <laughs> grandfathered in. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have uh, cool new releases to talk wow. about. Uh, WWE 2K23. We only we only got to theme last week's episode around that song specifically. Uh, so now you guys have had a chance to play it. Full disclosure, uh, we got review cup. Well, not review copies. We got free copies from a friend of the show. But uh, I don't know if we should name him on here. I don't either. No one can yeah. figure it out. No either. need. No, yeah. No can't, need. Can't yeah. see him. Can't see him. Uh, can't see him. Yeah. So what <laughs> do you guys think of Cena. this? All right, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this because I did not get get to the free coffee. I paid one hundred American dollars. Whoa, uh, for this you game. bought that version? Wow. I bought that version. Yeah, smooth move, Rochester, <laughs> Larry. That that's the guy we know. I'm trying to make up a name. I still don't yeah. know. Um, I will say <laughs> what? This is a really good WWE 2K game. It is. I, I didn't. I send you that message like earlier this week. I'm like, yo, yeah, it's a good one of those. And you're like, I yeah. Know. <laughs> I, I was talking with uh, Jarrett uh, Green about this because Jarrett did actually uh, review not Jeff it for Jarrett, IG- just not Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> um, but Jarrett reviewed it for IGN, gave it an eight uh, eight out of ten. Um, by the way, nice. uh, and we were That's talking about it. It this game took a lot. Like uh, the last game, two K twenty two was a lot of like a step of trying to fix a lot of the issues that were going along with the WWE two K games. After 2K, 2K took over development from longtime developer Ukes, right? So like- Ukes, right, right. So the one previous to that, uh, 2K20, is kind of the worst game, right? Like, we could just be up front now. We could just say that. that game sucks. It's a really bad game. Uh, but well, that was a it, lot it, of, In like, terms turnover. of the core game, there were issues, but it, it was also very broken, I think, right? It was, like, that was... Yeah. Well, it was broken. Visually, it was bad. Like, I was telling so, so Jared, like, a lot of the people looked the same. Like Adam Cole looked like Keith Lee, which like are two <laughs> that different people. That should not, that happen, should not happen. But it was it was um, it was throwing away like a twenty years worth of framework and starting fresh. And right, I think everybody had faith it would iteratively improve. But you know, that the, we were talking on thirty twenty ten about how there were like eighteen wrestling WWE Crush Hour just turned twenty. There were so many wrestling games every year, and now it's so expansive. There can only be one. There is one. Mm-hmm. Right. Year. Well, there'll be two this year. That's true. Not WWE. Gotta get CM Punk off but, that cover, though. Uh, yeah, AEW <laughs> Fight Forever, I think is the name of the game, mm-hmm. uh, comes out this year. No, but um, I, I, one, the mechanics of the game feel really good. It feels really tight. Um, I haven't ran into any weird bugs yet, um, which I'm just like, kind of like, hopefully that doesn't happen. Not even the, um, the but, renowned wrestler Memphis Weird Bug? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... Uh, but no, um, it's really great. I'm happy um, with myself for disrupting the uh, <laughs> the character creation has been really, really, re- really redone well. Like bringing back a lot of old stuff, um, especially like including like the entrance creation. Like you can actually make an entrance instead of just using one that's already pre-made. I don't know. Like it's been really good. It's been really fun. Um, a lot of the models look really good. It's like they look like the wrestlers. Like. For a game that you want to simulate, like doing pro, like doing pro wrestling during, like especially this time of year when we're in mania se- season, it's really fun. It's really good. Like the only the only complaint I have is like some of the music is kind of uh, off. Like some of the interest music is is kind of off. Like 
Uh, a lot of the designs are like kind of up to date, right? Like Sami Zayn has his Sami Zayn over the Uso shirt, mm-hmm. and uh, Bailey has her damage control stuff. But like we still have like old songs. I'm not sure if it's a licensing thing, but I'm invisible. This is my time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean that that always happens in wrestling titles yeah. in general, right? Like you're never going to get around the fact that wrestling as a medium moves so quickly and game development moves so slowly. And right, that's just that's just part of the deal, right? Right. But um, but yeah, uh, it's it's really good. If you are looking to get like maybe don't spend a hundred dollars, but I'm also getting all the DLC, so that's that was my justification. There's I'm a lot, and there's DLC. a lot of good DLC coming out for it. Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, what I'll just add, agree with everything TL said there, um, is a lot, what I told the friend of the show, is a lot of the stuff that felt clunky in years past no longer feels as clunky. Like, even character creation, there was, like, this weird load time where it was pinging servers and stuff previously, where stuff would take forever to load in, and, like, all that's gone. Um, even just in the ring, the controls feel more intuitive. Like I feel more connected with what my wrestler is doing on screen at the time. It doesn't feel, you know, wrestling games since the NES days have been sort of button mashy at times, you know, it's like, yeah, there's almost like a five second delay between what you put on your controller to see stuff taking place on the screen versus this game feels pretty responsive it's like yeah when i hit the grab button he grabs right away you know it's like i i know what i'm doing is translating to the screen um it still has a lot of the same systems it had before in terms of like the counter system you know press y i still by the way tl don't know the difference sometimes between like should i be hitting rb or y depending on what what is (laughs) happening in this match right um to counter there's now a dodge uh that is like a quick step dodge that i need to get used to using more often because it's way you know, it's it's like 100% effective versus like guessing can you, which move to counter with. Because like if you're in a grab, you have to guess which uh, – if they're doing a quick strike grab or a strong grab or whatever. Strong grab. Um, but it's – it's um, mm-hmm. all of that stuff feels better. Um, like Teal said, uh, visually, it just – you can tell like, okay, yes, they've – They've now been on next gen for a few iterations, so it's, right. it's hitting its stride there. Um, yeah, overall, I've, I've been trying. TL, did you play around with the various modes? Because I, I haven't tried my rise yet, which is normally the first mm. thing I gravitate toward. But I have tried the my faction. I'm sorry. There's my GM. Yes, my, my GM. Sh- make your own bloodline mode. Uh, yeah. The- well, yeah, and then there's there's the on which which is the card mode. TL the. Uh, so that is so that's my so my faction is the card mode. Okay, um, which that's I don't the touch. first one I tried. I, yeah, I touched I, that one because the ver- don't you should it. touch it because the edition you bought comes with like a bunch of card packs and stuff. I don't care about the card packs there, Matt. This is just like Madden. Keep <laughs> <laughs> giving me this, this collectible card game thing. I don't care about it. This Hulk Hogan snap. What's what's the deal with card mode? It, well, it's it's like Madden, like you said. It's like you're trying to build oh, like a, a wrestling card. <laughs> I get it. But you you yeah. upgrade your wrestlers, you know, in that mode. And there's daily missions. It's it's their live service mode, right? Yeah. There's also and like the WWE Universe mode, which is sort of like a it's like a campaign mode that's just ongoing, right? So like yeah, it, Universe mode. Well, I like about Universe mode because that's the thing I put a I put a lot of time in, like. That's what that you're, you're you the can, same with Madden. You're you're like a uh, franchise mode guy. Yeah. So like in universe mode, you can you know they have the shows that are already made for WWE, but you can make your own shows like with your own arena and stuff. Uh, basically, build out you know your storylines, everything that has rivalries and everything like that. So like 
I get my little like notebook and I can like poke like here's who I want to build up and everything like that. So it's like my own little mini. If I was running the wrestling industry, here's what I would do, right? And and like I said, I think that was beefed up really well. Um, we we one of the things that was brought back this year was like double champions. Uh, obviously with Roman Reigns um, being the current WWE. Uh, WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion of the World. Um, it doesn't make any sense, but he has two belts. Um, but because of that, like they have introduced, like when you come in, you can like fight for two titles, and someone can hold both titles. And there's a special like entrance when they have two titles. Only thing I don't like about that is you cannot then put those titles. If one person has two titles, they cannot put up both titles on a line. Um, so that's kind of weird. Which, which to be thing. fair, that's the really rare anyways. Like, typically, like, they don't always put both titles on the line. Well, Roman does. Them. So that's the reason why I say, like, it, because you can't, like, if you're doing Roman, it still separates it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the game is hard, which I love. Um, the, I've always played these games on Legendary because, like, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, I can, I can, like, sleep through beat these games because i've i like i've beat wrestlers because i've been playing it such a long time you understand the ebbs and flow uh the characters are difficult and roman reigns might be the hardest actual wrestling character i've ever fought in one of these games mm. uh he is a 99 um unadjusted <laughs> like no one just like my anything. downloaded batman character <laughs> yes <laughs> which is real mm. it's a thing Oh, by the way, yeah. First thing, first thing I downloaded when I got the game, MJF. Second thing, <laughs> Batman. Third, Chris Jericho. So yeah, uh, good that there's an AEW wrestling game coming this year. I already have an AEW game in my WWE. I'm glad. I'm glad it was that Chris, that former wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which Chris Jericho? Are we talking about the Ocho? Are we talking about is uh, le champion, please? Le champion. Uh, but if you want to create a different Chris wrestler. There may be some names in that create a wrestler mode you recognize. No. That oh, there. oh, wait. You mean me? Oh, sorry. Not. Yeah. I wasn't going to say it. But, uh... <laughs> it's so weird. That's and a... then there's a Michael Raparath, who is yeah. not the same that, as That Raparath. is such a strange <laughs> mixture of elation and disappointment. They're like, oh, shit, my name is in here and it's spoken and it's also misspelled. <laughs> Now, I think it's Raparaz, isn't it? At least it used Rap-a-raz. to be. Yeah. It's, it's R-A-P-A-R-A-Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Raparaz. I talked to Greg Hamilton uh, to redo that, to redo that VO. Mm-hmm. You can also make T.L. Foster there. Dave must be so relieved that I have like two very common names so he doesn't have to call in any favors <laughs> yeah. to get me in the game. Like Matthew and Alan. Yeah, yeah we were including those. Don't worry. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we already had Byron Allen in the creator wrestler mode. It's well, e- even it. my hometown is a common hometown in like sports games because like Riverside is a big enough city in California to be like, yeah, I can find Riverside in Madden. So I, yeah, he's not calling in favors for me. Sorry, uh, T, I interrupted yeah. your flow. Yeah, no, um, the GM mode uh, has been revamped. Uh, so GM mode, uh, this was kind of popularized uh, really big by um, Austin Creed, uh, who, wrestler who is the Woods. voice of the tutorials. Although there's a cameo yeah. from Drew Gulak, which I do love to see. Yeah. Yeah, Gulak uh, but yeah, uh, Austin Creed and Tyler Breeze, um, like they have like a YouTube thing and they kind of integrated. Uh, that has been kind of revamped and redone this year. And you can actually do up to four people. In the GM mode, which is very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. When you start it, it's like it's like kind of just starting a mini campaign. You basically uh, 
it, you have several you just play through several weeks what's the goal of it Teal? it's so, like who has the highest ratings after mania or um, well no so this year actually is a multi-year thing your goal is to get to the hall of fame so you, right, you're, right, the right, whole right, plan right. is is like so every year so they did truncate the year so it's not a full year of wrestling it's like you have you have like four pay-per-views and you're just building the mania and you're trying to build like the best show and then after you hit mania you basically get to the next season and then you go and you get your goals from there right so it's yeah. all like building up there uh but that's the mode cool where it's like you start in high school gymnasiums and right and then you have to buy all the stuff and there's a lot of stuff way up. yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff now like you don't get to unlock it until you hit like the next year when it makes sense why you would have like these bigger outcrops. It, like it, it honestly feels like Instead of you building like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT 2K, and uh, WCW Nitro, which is the other one, it almost feels like you're building your own wrestling company. Yeah, it felt like drafting wrestling promo. Right, right. Like getting your own wrestlers and then building up their indie division. One last thing I will say that the the cover, the the main attraction for a lot of people is this John Cena story. You know, what it. The showcase, that's what they call them, the showcases, where you, yeah. you kind of... I think the twist on this year's, though, and it's only Cena would do this because he doesn't care about going over. Um, the goal of those showcases is you're playing as his opponents and trying to beat him versus in, in a lot of years past, it's like, oh, I'm playing as Stone Cold in his signature moments trying to win the match as he won it. In these games, you're trying to beat Cena the way he was defeated by his various opponents over the years, which I thought was a kind of a nice twist. Like it starts with him wrestling RVD at that ex- uh, ECW one night only or one night stand. Right? One night stand. You yeah. get to fall out of the Royal Rumble ring at the exact same time, like Batista. Oh and my then, gosh! And then Vince McMahon <laughs> blows his quad, yeah, struts down. Amazing. What a fucking what a fucking goober! Uh, <laughs> oh, you miss him. But yeah, it's a it's a really good game. Is Vince McMahon in the game? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for With sure. With or without mustache. Sure. Uh, no mustache. Yeah, no mustache. No. No. <laughs> no mustache, pal. Um, yeah, it's a really good one. Um, if you're, even if you're just going to go dick around and have Kirby, like, fight Bowser in a hell in a cell yeah, or in yeah. a war game. It's all in there. It's, it's, it's a game to do it in. It. This is... <laughs> You can do yeah. it. So. No, it's it's so it's yeah. Uh, long and short of my review, it's a good one this year. Go check yep. it out. It, I I feel justified spending a hundred dollars on that game. Mm, wow, it's high praise. I really do. It's good it's to know. High praise. High praise. High praise. High praise. Uh, I don't get what it. What else is out this week? Um, well, there's a little game called Resident Evil Four a Remake. Uh, we haven't played it yet because it's out on Friday. The demo. Played the demo, the yeah, demo. and the yes. demo was felt like a very faithful uprezzing, not uprezzing, uh, visual remake yeah, I, of of the original uh, village sequence, where you like the, yeah. the, the the game's most memorable moment, arguably, where you go into the village and you get chased around, you have to barricade yourself in. Uh, Doctor Salvador chases you around with the chainsaw. It's one of the scariest moments in the game, and you can play it for free, and it looks great. And uh, reading reviews of it, the reviews have all just been absolutely stellar so far. Yeah. They talk about that there's like a bunch of new content added, that like certain parts of the game feel much more fleshed out and fun. And mm, fleshed uh, out, because I'm, yeah. I get it. See but what you did there. I'm reminded of like something that's impressed me, like since Resident Evil 7, 
the team, whatever team is doing Resident Evil has been absolutely knocking it out of the park, not just creating like compelling horror games, but making games that are really fucking fun to explore and play that like they feel really good. The worlds are a lot of fun to just poke around in and discover stuff uh, like more so than you would expect for a horror game. And uh yeah, that, that's what I've been seeing in the reviews so far. It's just like, yeah, this is a really fun place to explore. To yeah. yeah. The and, only and complaint I, I have, and I brought up with you guys, so I loved, obviously we made it, what, Game of the Year a few years ago. Resident Evil Resident 2 Evil remake, 2? amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Resident Evil 3 remake, while not as good, looked amazing. This is the first time, after playing the demo, I'm starting to see the, the, the RE engine starting to show its age a bit, like, just because it... And maybe it's because RE4 has been remastered so many times. Like, it didn't feel like the big visual leap like those other ones did over their versions, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, it looks good. It it, it looked a lot like the RE2 and, and RE3 remakes to me personally, which were, you know, last-gen games, but, right? But I think, you, I think you answered your... I think you answered your own question, though, right? Like, we we have been... There has not been a, a need or want to have to go and revisit for... Because it has right. always come up with, you know, the next, whatever the next generation is. And then also we have now had these tremendous updates with the RE engine for RE2 and RE3. And then, on that note, I, I mean, I really, I, I, I do not feel like Matt does just because uh, I had what may be a rare luxury because 10 years ago we were helping launch Resident Evil 4 HD for PC when Capcom was making a better push for PCs and I got to play it in 4K on like a super high-end computer before that was really you could you know everybody was doing that it's like 10 years ago and I had to comb through there and I helped the team build this awesome little slider thing so you could see what the exact same shot in on like PS3 or PS2 would look like when upres in 4K and like dude those were all like wall textures like especially that zone that's where i capture all the images from so my memories of that are like lay a leaf <laughs> a redneck leaf green pattern on this i yeah I, I probably phrased it incorrectly it wasn't it's not that it isn't a leap visually you know what it is to me and this one it's um it's an art direction thing so just sure. the the way those characters are designed to look like compare it with uh, the Callisto Protocol, right? Or even um, that Dead Space, the recent Dead Space remake. It like that stuff just looks so photo real now because that stuff was straight up designed for next gen and all mm. that. It's like mm. that's where I'm like, okay, it's showing its age slightly, but it's it's more of an art design thing that they had to do. I don't know. Again, yeah. it's beautiful, and I had a great time playing it because well, I like to... there was that that whole first part is just like brown, 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 and beige, oh, yes. and and like mm-hmm. there's all these subtle colors that. They can't. I, I get. I get that they can't change the color palette that much. But it's it for me as someone who like I really combed through a 4K version with a fine tooth comb in a way most people would not, because yeah. we were working on the game. Uh, so I was really impressed. Like like little things yeah. like well fuck. There, I guess there's just rocks there now instead of just a wall that looks like leaf pattern. I I forgot how hard that segment is in that you're just sort of you sort of just have to run around until yeah. those bells yeah. ring, right? Well, it's like I was I was going to say like part of the thing might be that it is being developed for cross gen. So it's like, well, it yeah. it can't rely completely on new gen and that's how I found out looking that up like wait, is it cross gen? 
It is coming to PS4, but not Xbox One. Mm. Isn't that weird? Mm. Oh, okay. Not for Japanese company, no. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little, little strange, though. It's a little, little strange. But it, it kind of dovetails with, like, I, I notice Microsoft seems to have a tendency when they get a new platform. Like, we try to divest from the other one as yeah, quickly as possible. Yeah, you can't buy possible. an Xbox yeah. One, yeah, period. that's true. That's true. Yeah, but I yeah I, I see what you're saying, but it's um it, it is funny because Microsoft at the same time is the company touting like yeah um everything uh, what's it called the smart delivery right yeah. like if you get this game on on Xbox One you'll be able to play it on on the now yeah. current gen. That said, it. Xbox Series X and S have been out for two and a half years, so yes, maybe it is time to move on. Could be, yeah, yeah. It's still I hard agree. to yeah, get. I mean, look, but still. I, an S? I got an S. I got a, I got an yeah. S very, very easily. Oh, yeah. No, uh, S's are easy yeah. to get. It's the X. S's, yeah. Oh, yeah. The X, yes. Yes. I, I would like to upgrade to an X just because I can get the space, and I have not been able to do that. Um, well, because it's going to give it to you. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. That's about the reaction that that joke deserves. So uh, uh, I always play. enjoy a reference from Los Angeles punk band X. So. <laughs> mm, thank you. I loved, I loved, I love talking about the Clamp uh, manga and anime series yeah. X as well. Is that is that the, the the manga yes. about the? Never mind the executive from Gremlins too. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Never mind. I told you. It was gonna I, fail. I would just say don't don't search for oh, anime. Clamp together, uh, yeah, that, you, that might be a bad result. No, it actually wouldn't. Clamp, okay, so yeah, now you no. said that, and I have to answer this because Look you're wrong. Done, Clamp is actually one of the more prolific group of, of female writers in anime and manga, uh, but if you did search anime and Clamp, you would probably get stuff like Tsubaki, uh, the Tsubaki uh, Chronicles, Cardcaptor Sakura, which is their series, X. I mean, I was just trying um, to make a porn joke because I'm sure you, you, you have well, to get more specific, work. Matt. It's anime clamp shitting dick. Nipple. Yeah, there's there no, right. no point right. does anime ever cross over with porn. Fun fact: <laughs> those those same women got yeah. their start by writing <laughs> by basically writing doujinshi about uh, Saint Saya. That's how they got ah. started by writing Saint Saya fanfic. Michael so, knew what you were talking every, about, and Matt and I are just like those are a lot of words I don't recognize. Yeah, yeah doujinshi is that. Japanese for dog? It's a nutmeg in hockey. Yeah. It's basically amateur comics that are... It's, it's fan fiction, but actual comics you can buy. Yes. I see. Mm-hmm. Ah. Anyway. I work for a Japanese company, but these are not I was not going to say you work for a Japanese company. You should know these yeah. things. No, no because you I'm not going to be the guy in the business the word meeting. You should in an yeah, important yeah. business meeting and see how people react. They were impressed that I knew what an otaku was and a gaijin. They laughed when I said, oh, yeah, because I'm just a gaijin in this meeting, and they kind of laughed at me for that. Did you just put, when you said otaku and gaijin, did you just put a photo of me? It's like this. Yeah. And they were like, ah, yes. Yeah. I, actually, Kenny Omega, and they totally oh, okay. Well, yeah. then yes, yeah. I just want to, like, I got bit by the Valheim bug mm. like crazy Ooh, yeah. on That's Xbox. Yeah, get bitten by and, it. Yep. And, yeah. Well, I, and, well, I'm actually like in a point where I'm super pissed just because I was because I was trying to figure out how how to, how to define it, but it's like I, is is it a good comparison to call it like Mortal Kombat to Minecraft Street Fighter? It's just kind of like a more adult oriented Minecraft kind of game. Oh, I see. Okay, hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not, my... not super violent, but just like 
there's no real sense of humor about it. There's. It, I it didn't play a lot of Rust, but I'm assuming there's a lot of crossover with that survival I, game. I feel like Rust, Rust right? is more about naked men beating the shit out of each other with rocks. <laughs> uh, I haven't any multiplayer. And, and yeah. well, the, my frustration was, this is really dumb. I was looking up a progression guide, like, well, you got to find the merchant, the fucking Zur of mm-hmm. Valheim. And I'm like, all right, I'll try and find him. Like, where is he? He's in the Black Forest, and I, Diane, I was just editing a podcast, and I was like, you sh- it's the anniversary of the last episode of MASH. I'm like, I haven't seen the last episode of MASH. It's two and a half hours long and can't really be rerun in syndication. I guess I haven't seen it. I'm going to check that out. And then a finale, a two and a half hour finale MASH later, I am not done exploring the Black Forest and cannot find this motherfucker who gives you vital shit anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it went on for another hour to the point where like, do I still want to, am I still having fun with this? When do I? When does this unlock? When can I unlock what I do next? Holy shit! It turns out I can. I, I don't have to find him. It's just kind of crucial that you do. Sure. Mm. Uh, one thing that we didn't mention last week when we were talking about it, it's the thing that generated like a bunch of funny videos when it first showed up on PC, which is the tree physics mm-hmm. are so much fun because you chop down a tree and it will fall over. And it will crash into things. It might knock down other trees. Mm-hmm. It might kill enemies. It might roll down the hill after you and kill you. Uh, they're very unpredictable, and it's just a lot of fun to watch. I I I I, I remember hearing that, and I try, I took a just a direct hit from a falling tree. Oh man! And I I think they may have nerfed that because I took damage, but like mm. nowhere near enough to kill me. Mm-hmm. But it it totally will knock down other trees, which is super bizarre considering like. Wow, it took, like, six stamina bars to get this goddamn oak down, and this oak just took down, like, 14 fucking trees. Like, the equivalent of, like, 90 strokes from my axe. <laughs> just <Damn>. with... <laughs> I say kind of fucking domino. <laughs> it's one thing that game has over Minecraft, is Minecraft is, what, 15 years old? Yeah. Whatever more, and does not yeah. really have physics to speak of, which, which I don't think it should, right? Like, that's how you can create just a kind of a stairway that leads up into the clouds in Minecraft and not have blocks fall out of thin air or whatever. But like, yeah, it, it adds a fun, um, immersive element to this game where shit just, just happens and that are, that's hilarious all the time. And you can't, can't stay mad long because you're too busy laughing at like, wow, I can't believe I killed myself that way by this running, tree falling. Running eight miles naked with a superpower trying to grab your clothes. <laughs> and I, 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 I thought it other than like, Holy shit, this is the most time I've spent doing nothing, and I'm actually starting to resent it. That's where I am now. Up until that point, yeah, like, it bit me super fucking hard. Like, that was... It's really fun and, and derpy at the same time, but, like, uh... Yeah. I, yeah, very diggable, and some. I guess I got used to some of the physics I complained about last week um, on the show. I just... I can't... I, I know I'm not even going to be able to put it in a game of year contention, given how old it is, but... It's brand new. If to- it comes out of early access, you will. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we use that for Hades. So. It's, it's brand new to Xbox, and you can play it now for nothing on Game Pass. So, Hey, speaking of playing hey. for nothing, if you already own Sonic Frontiers, quick plug from Frontiers. the Sega employee. Uh, there's a free update for Sonic Frontiers that came out this week. It's called the Sights, Sounds, and Speed Update. And the reason it's called that is... It includes uh, modes that have to do with those things. So there's a, a new photo mode, which is awesome. There is a new jukebox mode, which lets you play um, a variety of songs anywhere in the open zones, and even songs from previous Sonic games, uh, which you get by collecting like 
music notes around the map, so more fun stuff to collect on an open world map. I know I'm speaking Michael's language here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in terms of the speed part, there's a couple challenge modes. You can do cyberspace challenges where you're trying to beat all the cyberspace levels as fast as you can. And then um, there's like a battle rush mode where you, you fight uh, enemies and bosses. And again, it's it's sort of like a time attack type mode. So that is free. For anyone who owns Frontiers, you can go get that now. Can I Can I say, I don't think I've got a chance to talk about it. I fucking love that game a lot. The game, game is really, it's a really good game. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm very, I, I'm very excited to see what the next Sonic thing is after finishing Frontiers. Um, really, really enjoyed that game a lot. Nice. Cool. And a little tease for next week. So we got codes from a friend of the show, and we're trying to get said friend on the show uh, for the game Have a Nice Death, which is a, a kind of a roguelike platforming game uh, that it came out to your platforms of choice. So uh, we will talk about that on next week's show with, hopefully, someone who worked on that game. All right. Hey. And Resident Evil 4, we'll, we'll talk about our impressions of the full game once we're able to play it. Uh, that'll be next week in the meantime. News. Neil Druckmann, uh... Just dropped a major season two spoiler of sorts for The Last of Us TV series, uh, the HBO Max show, with a great callback. So um, he posted, he said, uh, I guess this is the first week there's not a new episode of The Last of Us uh, on HBO. Yeah, very sad. I don't know what happened after that. (laughs) Well, he posted (laughs) kind of a teaser. He's like, yeah, but don't worry. Season two is coming and we're already working on it. And then he posted a callback image which was a poster that they released originally back in 2017 on Outbreak Day that is just this poster of what at the time we all thought, well, surely that must be Joel's arm. It's this ripped muscular arm holding a hammer, right? Mm. And then if you played The Last of Us Part Two, you know that it was Abby's arm. Yeah. And so yeah. he may have just confirmed Abby coming season two uh, with that callback to 2017 teaser image. This, so, is, this yeah. is one of the weirder instances of online fandom that I've seen in a while, just because, like, man, Last of Us didn't deviate from the source material as much as Walking Dead, but it does deviate more than, like, Game of Thrones. So mm-hmm. everybody, everybody's talking about the second season as if they already know exactly what's going to happen. And I have to imagine, as a creative person, like, that's going to affect how they unspool things. How they write it. Yeah. I also thought it was really interesting that the creators of the show said, like, oh, we're going to, like, the the second season will not be the full second game, right? Like, I we're think gonna, they acknowledge the second game is yeah. way too long. I could, and, and, okay, spoilers for the second game. If you know how that story is told, that there's basically two, again, spoiler, two protagonists, mm-hmm. Um, mm. I could see them splitting that into multiple seasons and somehow making it work, right? I so. will say this. Mm-hmm. If that game was split into kind of multiple games or like some of that, like that last bit of that game was DLC, I would like that game a lot more. I, I think like at some point in that game, I got really tired. 
tired of playing that game. Being traumatized um, and being depressed. Yeah. And- yes. That legitimately what yeah. it was. I think, I think, I think if they do that where they're splitting it out and allow some stuff to breathe, <laughs> which is like my biggest issue with so that game. Towards the like, end of Last of Us 2, it's just like, this is not a world worth living in. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> what am I fighting for? I, I don't know. What am like, I, 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 I was traumatized by that game and I still loved every second of it. Mm. I played it again after finishing it. I, I like, feel like that after yes. watching the show, but like, I, like, na- what, and I also thought they're due for a Game of Thrones situation because by the time that thing is has a season three greenlit, are we going to have a Last of Us 3 to base any expectations on? I'm going to guess no. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. But my big question is like, so Bella Ramsey is a 19-year-old playing a 14-year-old. Oh. She's very baby-faced, and I wonder, like, are they going to make her look like she's in her 20s? I, I read they're going to explain something about a time jump um, mm. the next time you see her. That will be addressed somehow. Mm. And it'll it'll take place 20 years after the Battle of Yavin. Oh, sorry. sorry. Mm. Okay. okay. Well, that's Smart. very good to know. Yes. Somehow, somehow Joel, Joel returns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're setting that up in the Firefly Lorian. <laughs> So next news item is something we... So Michael works for Ubisoft, uh, and so um, this is something that I will talk about with Chris and TL mostly. Uh Mm. At this week's GDC, so GDC is going on, and typically there's not a lot of game news. You you won't see me pulling a lot of news items from GDC just because it's it's a dev-focused event. But every once in a while, a little nugget will emerge from that show. And one such this year was Ubisoft introduced a new tool it was like during a gdc talk and for those who don't know what gdc is or have never been gdc is is basically it's a show for devs where there's a lot of talks where devs will it's kind of them sharing best practices learnings that kind of giving workshops on like how you make games or, or tools they used in games or like yeah this is how we did this amazing thing it's where the magicians reveal how they do their tricks right mm-hmm. um and one such talk was from ubisoft where they were talking about a tool called Ghostwriter AI that is a tool that's meant to assist, not replace, uh, game writers, um, which then immediately on Twitter became this whole big thing because Twitter. Um, but uh, where people were like worried, like, hey, this, this, is, this is them priming the pump. They're going to replace writers and games with AI eventually. And when you read kind of what the tool is, you're like, well, that's like saying Clippy is going to replace people who write, you know, long documents in Word. Because basically it's like this tool that it it presents some pre-written branching dialogue for NPCs, like the barks, they call them in the games, right? Where NPCs, like in a, in a game like Assassin's Creed, right? Where the NPCs are just shouting stuff out in crowds. Wow, and where'd like you get that, that sword? Exactly, <laughs> right? It, yeah. But it, 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 it basically has AI they kind of start to write those. And then humans come in, they look at those, and they massage them to make sure they sound human and then they pick kind of the the branch and, and what makes sense for you know depending on what a character does because the way chris you talked about this so you should speak to it like the way well, game dialogue is written it's, you may think of like traditional hollywood scripts it's excel spreadsheet it's, it's yeah. when i first looked at uh how the dialogue was written and it was in an excel sheet and i just instantly said like I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to write for this medium. <laughs> I'd, 
And the reason it's in spreadsheets is like if you think in a TV show or a movie, yeah. the director gets to choose what happens. In a game, yeah. you the writer has to account for, um, well, depending on the game, but they have to account for so many different situations. Emotions, if the player weather. comes behind the counter yeah. in a shop, if the player punches you, the NPC, like there's all kinds of shit that they have to account Weapons for and or abilities for. that don't make it in the final game. Like it's just, it is a fucking convoluted nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think anything's going to replace more nuanced dialogue between no. characters. But many games lack that in his placeholder anyway, so I don't know. I, I, I think, like, it's very easy to be fearful when you see the words AI. I think that's a, I think that's a very, like, there's a very, like, a very warranted concern. However, what we have to stop doing is we have to stop... Think about the fact that we live in this future and not and not know about like the stuff that we have like we've used forever, right? And I'd say like this kind of AI system has not been used as scripting purposes, but I think of am- animation, right? When CG first started, a lot of CG stuff was done was to like make a lot of filler in the background. So like you could see this huge forest and you can kind of like make the computer make that forest work, right? If you're in an open world game, instead of Paying somebody, like you said, like money to write. Well, that shoe right there is a red is a red velvet green. Like yeah. you <laughs> could just have what kind of games are you playing. Richard yeah. Linklater's <laughs> A Scanner Darkly did not dictate the course of animation. That, right. that style was not. But, but again, like I think games have a long way to go with dialogue. And look, if companies want to use this to wholesale write dialogue. Do it. I would imagine the shows that emerge better are the ones that don't use it for that. But like replacing actual writers, it, I like I have written a little for games and a little for uh, social media. If you've ever had to map out social media posts or look at that, like I cannot think of another way to say check out this trailer at all. I don't ever want to have that job again. I can't stand that. I would happily let a computer write that for me or get paid less to not do that. It's it's just, it's awful. I will take the skeptic's point of view with this one and just say like, look, I think if you're out there immediately saying like, this is the, the sole purpose of this tech is to eliminate human jobs and stuff like that. Like I'd say, no, that's, that's probably, you're being a little, you know, sky is falling, but... If you you're being, I also think you're being naive if you don't think that corporations are looking at AI and figuring out ways to reduce expenses in terms of human, yeah, uh, you know, humans working on things. I'm not, to, I'm like, not yeah, foolish to, enough to, to save think a little it's, coin. It's not to it, this is it's definitely being proposed to eliminate jobs. Yeah, but like the better stuff will still employ people. To do those jobs. It'll be like a lot of technology, right? Where instead of five people required to do a thing, it might be three, which still sucks for those other two people, right? But then there's other jobs it creates because it's like, well, then you have to have programmers who are constantly improving that AI to help with that stuff. And eventually, AI will start to program itself. I I know Matt occasionally listens to that Dana Carvey, um, David Spade, SNL podcast, and they constantly reference... You know, I was writing this sketch, and I also have to say, when I say writing the sketch, I was writing it on a legal notepad that would then be passed on to an enormous steno pool of women who would transcribe it, call me on the phone, I can't read your handwriting here. What was that? None of those people have a job anymore. Somehow the cue card guy does. That's amazing. 
Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a story for another time. Lauren Michaels only uses cue cards, and since he runs all late night stuff in New York, the cue card guy Wally, who's been on Dressed on Air several times, has a business anyway uh, making cue cards. But yeah, the Steno pool for writers is gone. That's how The Simpsons was written too. Um, I don't. And again, I don't know how to mourn the loss of those people. I never had. I never had the luxury of someone rewriting my shit. You know, uh, yeah. to that extent. It's, the Cinepool is a great example. Like to me, the stuff this tech is proposing to help with is like it's it's sort of like uh, in betweeners in animation, right? Like it's kind of like that's the mm. kind of thing you could you could imagine. Like AI will figure out. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna draw the actual keyframes of animation, and then we're gonna figure out the stuff that happened in between, right? And so, yeah, it's it's like an assistive tool. But again, like, yeah, just if you, if if you think like, yeah, corporations will just be fine with this, and everyone will keep their job, and they're not gonna try to find ways to use technology to save money um that's naive that that's you know this is this is business things are for profit right like, yeah i mean look the fear of automation is a is a just a known fear right like uh, it's completely understandable but i also think like i also think it's very easy to magnify things and be like hey this sucks let's let's be mad about it on the internet and like don't get me wrong i love being mad about stuff on the internet um <laughs> but, somebody admits it at least <laughs> oh i love being mad it's great um uh, but i also think like sometimes people can get a little silly and i think like this is like eh, meh. like it's not it will not affect you until you get a game where it's like did you know actually overturning the <laughs> overturning the humans and going to a completely synthetic lifestyle was actually good and, uh like if we get that then let's let's worry about it i'm i'm, I'm more concerned slash interested about the AI visually because like we're at a point a really weird point for animation and mm. animation it is very time consuming and takes a lot of work in a way that writing doesn't so like if the industry is to survive I can see them adopting this technology there no one's going broke on fucking writers right now like they're not like most television shows have like up SNL, for example, it's like up to like 20, 30 writers. Like just if you get one, two lines on the air, you are worth the cost. It, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I just I, I don't I don't see it yet. But I, I know I'm a little blinded because of how fascinated I am by it. The more you look at it, I'm like, wow, that was pretty fucking believable. And this is only going to yeah. get better. Uh, well, if, but, if you're yeah. a pessimist who wants to see the silver lining in this, just imagine for every time someone uses this tech incorrectly, how fucking hilarious the oh memes boy. are going to be for the next several years. Oh Just the boy. improper use of this tech. We're going to get back to our your base all belong to us. It's going to be great. Go. It's going to be great. <laughs> Fine, that's a great way to think about it. I'm not optimistic or pessimistic towards it just because like... Uh, uh, the world gets shittier every day, so I'm just—I yeah. guess I'm expected. <laughs> just ability, I think, is a very is a very like good way of looking at this. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I mean, another silver lining. There's a lot of games we complain like, man, the dialogue repeats like after ten minutes of this game, right? Where like, yeah, if you can have AI that's helping to just write oh a thousand wait. times more dialogue then like yeah you're gonna get less repeats and can i get an ai to just go <laughs> i used to be an adventurer but then i took an arrow to the, <laughs> the knee the, the, then the i thing... took a bullet in the knee like all these variations on arrow in the knee the thing holding up uh, uh uh oscar time is the ai voice acting but that's a good example because i have worked with that 
and you put your words in and they never come out the way you want those lines read at all. And you and all you can do is put it in again, throw in a comma where there shouldn't be one and hope the robot says it different. And they don't. And it's like at the at best, like they should ha- add some inflection button here. This is that kind of shit is gonna take so long to develop and perfect. I don't think anybody's in danger of being replaced by that just yet. And that that's something I have worked with directly. Not I haven't done any work specifically on chat GPT or any of that shit. But but AI is like it's thoroughly bizarre right now, but I I just it's too dumb to replace us at this point. Um, speaking of dumb, more news in this Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition. Boy, this I, every story that comes out about this thing is it worth this, it? Well, see, so here's the thing. <laughs> this time, Sony. I think I missed this in a previous week. Sony was out there saying one of their fears is, and this is in the UK's Competition and Markets Authority. This was like a you know some statements people were making. Sony expressed concerns that Microsoft would sabotage the PlayStation version of future Call of Duty titles in order to get people playing on their systems, which I'm like, well, wait, they're still... That makes no sense. They're yeah. selling this game. Why would yeah. you sabotage this version of the game? Do you, I, I, have, I, do you know if, how gamers react to this stuff? Like, by what? sabotage, the only thing I can imagine is sabotage of exclusion, meaning like... PlayStation will never get early DLC, advanced DLC, uh, exclusive I, I DLC I think what again. they mean stuff is like they, they will mean. deliberately leave in bugs. I know what they mean, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the only thing that will happen. The omission, like, uh, sabotage of omission. Like, right. e- there'll be extra incentives to get the Xbox mm-hmm. version. Not nothing like that. I, I, that that's yeah, something, you you that's don't want to alienate part of your audience that you're is paying yeah. you 60 bucks. So again, with this deal, Microsoft keeps promising all this stuff. So they promised the exact opposite of what you just said, Chris. They they went on record and saying, in fact, Microsoft, since we'll be shipping Call of Duty on PlayStation, in compliance with its remedy commitments, Microsoft has every incentive to develop games with optimized support for PS5 features such as haptics. So like they would, they're basically saying, we'll give the PS5 version exclusives that we can't do on our other platforms. Just let us go through with this acquisition. They're like promising The coldest headline I saw is like, it's a 10-year deal. And then somebody, Sony's like, well, what happens after those 10 years? And the headline was, 10 years is long enough for you to come up with your own Call of Duty fight. Yeah, like, I mean, like, honestly, yeah. In like, yeah. I, I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. Are you in this business or not? Uh, Ten years, you can't come up with something. I hate to say this, like, or like they never did come up with a Halo killer. Uh, Halo just fizzled out on its yeah. own after those ten years. So it's like, yeah, well, it's fifteen. Just, but yeah, that's yeah. a phrase you don't see anymore these days. Blank killer. Like, true. N- nobody's talking about it. Oh, GTA killer. Call we of need Duty a ratchet killer. and clank killer yeah, right yeah. now. I, yeah, we <laughs> give me give me an Elden Ring killer yeah. and make it Pokemon. God, let's go. <laughs> so so yeah, I just thought it was outlandish that Sony was like, yeah, Microsoft's gonna sabotage a version. I'm like, why? They're making money off every copy sold. Why would they do that? You know, like- what's dumb about that is literally next week, uh, a Sony PlayStation game that they own the, the rights to is going on Xbox. And if that MLB game was bad, you know what would happen? The Major League, Major League Baseball would be like, you don't get this license anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. It's so, it's so weird to me when people have this idea. And I, I think of, like, when, uh, when Skyrim first came out. And it was unplayable 
on PlayStation. Oh, right. To the point mm-hmm. where I did not play that game for like three years. I played it on PS3. I played that it, game on PS3 when I could. It was it was so bad. And I don't I, I, I think like it monetarily it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to do that. To put out a product where you're like well, Starfield's going to play like shit on PS5. No, well, it costs you so much money yeah, to go. Why would you want to? Why would you want to kill your brand in the eyes of right. millions of players? Exactly right. Because I mean, I think that statement assumes people have multiple systems, which I've said on countless times of the show. We're very spoiled. We have multiple systems because we have yeah. to because we cover them on the show. Mm-hmm. Most people don't own Almost both. Almost no right? one else my age does anymore. Right. They they have one or the other, mm-hmm. and so just to assume, oh, they're going to sabotage one version so that people will go to the other version. It's like, no, they. They still own their one system. What are you thinking over here? I, I don't know. Yeah, and Call of Duty is miraculously like the only franchise not getting adapted into some fucking streaming series or motion picture deal. Why jeopardize that by oh, turning it's, it into it's something coming. shitty? Ghost, Ghost McTavish coming to CVS All Access or whatever the fuck <laughs> the thing is called. Paramount Plus. There we go. So we've sort of been laughing at like there's been a lot of Microsoft statements out there to be like, hey, just give us this deal. Someone at Microsoft didn't get the memo, and it was actually specifically um, one of the developers at Arcane. So uh, the news came out this week, this is not helping Microsoft's case, um, that Arcane was originally working on a PS5 version of Redfall that once Microsoft bought them, they scrapped. Uh, Microsoft, uh, so this was Arcane's Harvey Smith said, we got bought by Microsoft, and that was a huge sea change. They said, no PlayStation 5, now we're going to do Game Pass, Xbox, and PC. Which, you know, the folks at Arcane were like, well, that's kind of, oh man, we don't want to lose that platform. But now our game will be played by the 30 million Xbox Game Pass subscribers. Like, okay, sounds good. Now, granted, this was several years ago when that acquisition first went was, through. It was a huge a sea team. change. They see change and they eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Why was so, I trying? Yeah. I was thinking way too hard about what that was referencing. <laughs> that, was, that was good. I enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, so so this isn't help in Microsoft's case at all. When when like there's a yeah. developer at Microsoft being like, oh no no yeah they they, they took this multi platform game. And I, I never thought of it like like that though because I was like yeah I, I, what developer wouldn't want to sap- sacrifice its IP and its reputation on a console platform owned by millions of people? I'm like oh the Game Pass subscription model has way more of an install base than. The PS5, because that's all theoretical. Right. Like, if people can download and play a, versus 30 million people can download and play a game for fucking free? Jesus. But I would think, like, I would think that would incentivize you to to then do multi-platform. Because if I know I have my game, it's coming to my system, and I know people are going to play that, um, I would feel less of being like, okay, well, I don't, like, that's, I, I don't mind adding another skew out there because like potentially if people are playing it on my system and it's good and like Xbox fans are not going to be quiet and be like mm-hmm. oh this Redfall game's good but I don't want the I don't want the the poor PlayStation fans to know <laughs> like they're going to say something and yeah. that's going to that's going to make people be like oh well I should check this out and it's on my system I can check it out too and then you just gouge it for more money and that's like, happened that's we've, we've seen that happen game pass games will sell well on playstation because those people don't have access to them where it's um i'll tell you this so it obviously varies from game to game but i've seen enough like estimates for like well how much will it be to port a game from one platform to another right and i will say like a triple a game like this while it's not cheap 
um, even if you had modest success sales-wise on that new platform, it will pay for that port several times over, right? Mm. And so, like, mm. it's it's worth it to be on those systems. Like TL said, especially if you have amazing buzz and it's a good game that one set of people can get to for the subscription. Like, yeah, then if you're on PlayStation, you'll get some strong sales from that, you know? like. No, uh, was, but I never thought about it from a creator's point of view where you just want the most people to discover and play your game. And even if the PlayStation Five has sold more consoles, the 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 odds of someone checking that on Game Pass are way greater. There's right. far more of a chance of someone discovering your game when they're not paying anything extra than oh yeah. On the it, I never thought of it like that. I, I'll I'll even say like so my game of the year last year was Chained Echoes, Excuse and me. that was a game that I had no I would have I would have never thought of even trying right Wulong, then, baby. why not that's I, such your style it's a well no i mean i mean without game pass right like you wouldn't, i wouldn't you have, have maybe known have, about it because right? it is I your style about game, right? it's, a, it's snes style rpg right game. right uh and then i played it i fell in love with that game i've bought it on uh on steam and on uh the nintendo switch like i i it, to me the game pass is just such a good vehicle of being like hey do you like this and then, like, if I'm a developer, I'd be like, would you like to play it? So, oh, you can't play this in your, but you can on the on the Switch, or you can on Steam uh, Steam Deck, or oh, your friend has a PlayStation. We have crossplay. Why don't you play some crossplay? Like, I don't know. It just it seems silly. I, there's so much money to be had to then be like, but only for me. Like, it's such I don't know. That's I know weird. There's a part of me that like, shut up, Sony. You were the system that wouldn't allow crossplay like fucking eight months ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're not that concerned with the player experience because, like, uh, hell, cross-platform is most beneficial when it's on every system. Uh, cross-play, and you fought yeah. that for a long time because you were the industry leader. I tell you what, I will not. I would have not been playing Destiny Two right now had it not gone from crossplay uh, to crossplay. Mm. Like a lot of people I play with play on PlayStation. It's mm. good to know. So yeah, so like I. They're cheating That's, with their haptic feedback. <laughs> Touchpad <laughs> controls. Actually, haptic shoot, shooters with a haptic controller get exhausting after a while. It's just kind like, of. yes, I just want to fucking hit the trigger and have something happen instantaneously. Don't make this harder for me to hit yeah, the trigger. Please. I'm going to break this on accident. I can just feel it. Stop <laughs> giving me so much resistance. I might have to take a second and think about the weight of my actions. Yes. I'll also <laughs> say that to Insomniac. Stop giving us so much resistance. Three no, was enough. I want, no, I say, Three Insomniac, give us more resistance. I want a resistance uh, remaster. I want a resistance remaster. Yeah, I kind of Remaster Haze. Speaking of Halo killers, eh? <laughs> resistance. Uh, uh, remaster all those old PlayStation 3. <laughs> those PlayStation 3 launch games. Get remaster this. them resistance all, Resistance Fall of Women. So many, so many completely <laughs> forgotten series on PS3. I'm trying to think, what was the dragon one? Because like Hayes was Lair. the drug one. Lair, Lair. 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 remake Lair, damn. <laughs> with with the motion controls, you got to do that. That yeah. was it's actually pretty okay once they got rid of the motion controls, but they, because they made them mandatory, that game was damn near. It was it was really difficult to control. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no six axis. Uh. <laughs> uh all right. Well, all right, it's, that's it's all the news that's okay. fit to play, Michael. Well, uh, let's move on to our community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Uh, last week's question of the week was, what's your favorite game that started in early access? Uh, TL, did did you have an answer to that? Um, I mean, I'm going to be 
cliched and say Hades. Yeah, um, Bush is a solid one. Yeah, I mean, most common answer for sure. For yeah, people. it's a it's it's a really good game. Uh, it's super giant, so like, of course, right? Um, uh, but yeah, no, Hades was super fun. I got it initially. I don't think you even had to like the initial early access. I don't think you had to pay anything. No, you did. You did. That game was always like a. Okay, I think it was, I it was like, I think it was like twenty initially or something. Yeah, it was like nothing, and then I was like. Oh, okay. And like, I, I, I would just like go back. I would, I would like tap in and out. And then I think at one point when it was getting close to being finished, I went back to it. I was like, oh, wait, this is a, a whole ass real game. <laughs> uh, uh, if and- memory serves, that game launched <laughs> yeah. on Epic Game Store in early access yes. first before it was even it on did. Steam. Yes. yes. That's why I didn't have to pay. Because it's one, of, it was one of the epic deals. Oh. I knew I didn't pay anything for that, but yeah, yeah, it was one of the epic deal stuff. So that's why I didn't have to pay. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's Hades. It's a good. One. I, I'm not gonna have to make it harder. Mm-hmm. Well, on VidGamePocalypse.com, Vocalix says the best experience I've had with early access games has to be Subnautica, Matt. It that was, was a great game. Worked on that game. Yeah, it was a strange case that worked e- well even from its earliest version. That was basically an undersea base building and exploration game. Mm-hmm. Then, is that not what it is? Then, as it was updated, there were more tools, more vehicles, and more story to discover. A lot of story was added. Yeah, I yeah. think they made better use of early access than most. With all the interest and money that early access generated allowed them to increase the ambitions of the game and become way more than it ever would have been if they hadn't used it. I, I yep. really would appreciate some kind of document documentary on that process, because Hades, given how much I love that game, Supergiant was making very likable games without early access. Like, I mean, how'd... so Ask and You Shall Receive... Um... No clip did a documentary oh, all about yeah. Hades with Supergiant. I'd love to see, see it, yeah. that process. Yeah, I'd love to see just early footage and like what? How much can you learn from this that you didn't already innately know when making games like Bastion or the others? That I, I think didn't Danny like as much. he captured them during the early access process. Like I yeah. think the documentary is is while it's happening. It's insane. Mm. Yeah, Danny. Yeah, I think Danny got it. Got them very early. And I think I think that actually launched when they went live. Mm. If not, it was it like did. the year it after. Like yeah. When, yeah, it was. It was close I didn't to know it. it existed. Yeah, it's good. Leonardo um, does good work. A woman riding a a man riding a woman riding a motorbike says, uh, "Rogue Legacy, Rouge Legacy wins this uh, by default <laughs> for me." Like Matt, I tend to shy away from playing early access games because I'm afraid that a work in progress experience will sour or spoil the final product. So even though. I might pick up a game in early access. It uh, usually just joins the pile of literally hundreds of unplayed games that I'm saving for retirement. <laughs> saving for retirement. <laughs> That's when I'll get through all of Metro. Yes. I was just squatting on your Steam library. Yeah, 5,000 games away from retirement. <laughs> Listen, uh, I don't I don't like the, the thing of saying like the unbroken game because like I play a lot of like Madden in a lot of sports games. Those motherfuckers see like they're in early access every time I buy it. Uh, it's like, $70 oh. early access. You know, the thing with my Steam library is I'm waiting to get it graded to really get the full value for when I retire, right? Mm. Yeah, how Man, do I mail this, that to a uh, place in Ohio? How's this digital game a 7.2? Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to put in my will for, for my not-born child to be like, 
Here are your games that you will never launch as well. Mm-hmm. All, every, yeah. every, every version of that Back to the Future game yes. that Telltale did. If you, if you never <laughs> launch your Steam title, it's worth more. It gets a higher grade, you know? <laughs> you won't ever want to play these games unless you turn into some sort of as yet undiscovered hipster in your 20s. <laughs> Talk mm. about how much better games were in the 2020s. Mm. Oh boy. Brandon Combs on the official Lazy Time community on Facebook says there have been a few really great ones that have already been mentioned, such as Minecraft, Grounded, and Hades. But for me, it is last year's gaming darling of Vampire Survivors. Can't believe we didn't mention this on the show last week. It is the first game in 10 years where I dug in and got all the achievements. Thanks, Game Pass. It really is the perfect, quote, I have a few minutes to play this game game. I yeah. wish that was the case for me. I, I lost hours of fucking game. I mean, if yeah, I can't yeah. I can't play it less than twenty minutes now because that's the yeah. run length, right? So uh, I have not touched that game oh, yet. And I, I saw I saw my friend so play it recently, and I I think I I think I need I gotta finish some stuff first. I was I it was a very it's been a very rough march for me, um, and I was like uh, in traveling stuff, and I was like I can't sit down and play. It. I want to sit down and play. This, so you you uh, will love it. That that is one where it feels like every year these two fuckers zero in on some like indie roguelite that they want to make game of the year that I don't like this. That was the year. Like no, you're right. I love this too. This is amazing. <laughs> Good. See? Got him. Got it. All right. Uh, Patrick Imbo says, uh, my favorite early access game of the recent years, other than Hades, naturally, is Grounded. I was born in the 1980s, so Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was a, was a form- formative film for me. And this game is basically just getting to live out yep. the backyard scenes. Yep. You've been shrunk and you're trying to stay alive while everything wants to eat you. Yep. Giant ants yeah. and everything. Yeah. That's that. This game is honey. I shrunk the kids. You'll have to go somewhere yeah. else on the internet internet to recreate all your dad don't eat me scene. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I, I was waiting uh, to buy the giant oatmeal cream cookie expansion for this game. Yeah, I wanted to. Sl- really I wanted good. to sleep in the second story of a four four peg Lego. Well, that was also uh, like the first game with like an arachnophobia. Yeah. Um, slider. Yeah, so right. like, if you that's if right. you are afraid of spiders, here's a slider, and you can make them just like blob creatures that don't resemble oh. spiders at all. I, I feel like if you if you have that arachnophobia slider, you should just make the spiders more silly. Mm-hmm. So like or you ha- you have else. a spider, but then oversized ten gallon hat. Yeah, is, go- googly eyes and top hats. Go for it. Yeah, little, that is, little cowboy that is boots. One of those things that makes me feel like a Republican is like, oh, it's <laughs> inclusive. I'm like, you're supposed to be afraid of spiders. <laughs> Our a thousand years of instinct says, be afraid of spiders. They mm-hmm. bite. They're poisonous. They protect you from flies. Leave them alone. Don't fuck with spiders. Be afraid Chris, of spiders. It's healthy. Chris, you can't. You can't get into your mid forties oh, being a boomer. Oh god, <laughs> you can't get into your. Mid-40s. It's good to be afraid of spiders. Well, what, what if I'm afraid of googly eyes? Because I can't see everything everywhere all at why once. You, because I'm terrified. <laughs> why do you think you read picture. all those statistics about how women live longer? That spiders are their biggest natural enemy. They, they, <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. The number one. You heard it here first from Chris. The number one killer of women in America. No, I spiders. didn't. I say that's why they live longer. If if oh, anything, okay. women are the number one killer of spiders in America. Yeah. Uh, the men who live with them. <laughs> get it? Get it? Oh, burr, burr, burr. I've got a little grabber. Um, I always put them outside. Me too. Yeah. Now I want to watch I shot the kids. I also want to be that movie. My favorite scene is the Cheerio scene because I want yeah. to swim. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. in a pool of Cheerios. We all wanted to swim in the Cheerios. I was yeah. surprised Disney didn't take their Blizzard Beach water park and get some Cheerio-flavored inner tubes and then dye the water come white. There you go. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you can't see a drowning victim in white water. <laughs> On Twitter, at Lincoln underscore 88 says, Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. Yes, it wasn't technically an early access game. <laughs> but at launch, there were a lot of problems that it should have been in the oven for a little bit more, but I was lucky on my PC copy and have been playing it regularly since launch, and I'm up to my seventh playthrough. What? Wow. Put this person on a list That's to a seventh yeah, playthrough. I mean, <laughs> listen, uh, Midnight City's not that interesting. <laughs> or maybe it is for you. I, this is a joke. Night don't City, don't take please. that seriously. Yeah. Oh, Night City. I'm Aim sorry. for Mr. Knight, I think. You're, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think I saw like a, a montage... What what's that shit called where uh, the, the the character just goes in the T pose mm-hmm. and someone just yeah. put oh, it like Sound Garden's Jesus Christ pose. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, that or Creed's uh, higher would make a, it's a great montage video. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, at major underscore third says this is another title that came out quite a bit. Kerbal uh, Space Program. You build and launch little green guys into space with relatively realistic physics. You'll start off being excited when your rocket doesn't explode on launch, and eventually send missions to other planets. I devoured this in early access, and it only got better at version one point this wow. is a game that I specifically just, I just like, I see this game and it just, I instantly think giant bomb is one of those things where it's like, yeah, they do. I only, really I only, I've only seen giant bomb play this. And like, it seems fun when Vinny was playing that, but I'm just like, Oh, like I will never play that. I just remember really I took a game. Actually it's coming. Uh, there's a game mobile version coming out soon to Netflix. I took a mighty quest for Epic loot to PAX, to a LAN event at PAX once, where they, you know where they have like the big, uh, yeah. and you, you wait in line to play like high-powered PCs, and, and there's like a bunch of games mm. pre-installed on them. So we had Mighty Quest installed on a bunch of machines, and I just remember there were rows of people playing Kerbal Space Program, and it was still in early access. I'm like, what is this game? And it's it's just like a funny physics game, you yeah. know, but like with a lot of depth, right? Like, like they said, you literally... Uh, figure out how to launch <laughs> things into space and realize how fucking hard that is in real life. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. yeah, people who work for NASA work there for a reason. They're like geniuses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. New question of the week. Who's another actor who you think immediately lends gravitas to any role? Um, TL, inspired you, by Lance Reddick, of course. Yes, inspired so, by yeah. Lance Reddick. But uh, you said you had an answer, TL? Yeah. Uh, I... I am now like my my goal in life is to get Keith David in everything. Uh, there, I fucking love Keith David. Keith David, when he passes, I will be just devastated forever. Um, he, he's just great, and every time he's in something, it he's able to have an air of importance, even when he does really silly silly shit. That I think is so understated. Even get, um, when he gets killed immediately by pennies and nope. 
Oh, he's just <laughs> God. Keith David just rules, yeah. <laughs> and I, I love him so much. So yeah, my he's answer is Keith David. Yeah. Uh, he's not lying. Ain't nobody. He's, I ain't nobody's I ain't nobody. <laughs> If he's not in that fucking movie, I'm gonna be so mad. Why yeah. I'm gonna be so bad if he's not in that movie. He uh, has to be the fourth Ghostbuster, recruited by Ernie Hudson with three other guys. Uh, I, I'm gonna say Giancarlo Esposito. I feel like he's mm. in real danger of becoming typecast because. Uh, since since Breaking Bad, like his highest profile roles seem to be like do Gus Fring, but as this guy, as, he was as, simultaneously as the big bad in Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. The Boys, and The Mandalorian. Simultaneously, I, like society has never seen anything like that before. That is a crazy yeah. amount to to be the big bad in something. Mm-hmm. Also, Far Cry Six and Far Cry Six. Far Cry Six. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to see him, like, because I I know his a lot of his earlier roles before Breaking Bad were, you know, more varied and fun. You know, I'd, I'd like to see him break it, out and do something a little different. If you listen to Thirty Twenty Ten, it is fucking nuts how much he's like the fifth lead and stuff, going back to like eighty nine. And and it's mostly like that's a really tough role to nail. You're a a, a transgender Jimi Hendrix impre- impersonator. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. Or you're starting a riot mm. at a pizza parlor and do the right mm. thing. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 usually comes with some intensity, but he's kind of more versatile than scary yeah. Gus Fring. But but doing that role, like he's always amazing at it. Like he's if if this is his niche that he wants to occupy, he does a really good job with it. Yeah. He, I will he say, does gravitas extremely well. Let, I want to give people. This is this is me shoehorning my dumb television soap opera that I want people to watch more. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want a cool uh, Juan Carlos Esposito role, mm-hmm. that's not that's not uh, just doing Gus. Uh, watch Once Upon a Time. Uh, Once Upon a Time, he plays uh, uh, the uh, Regina, the evil queen, her the man in the mirror, uh, and he plays like this like kind of like like conniving like like secondary character who's also like very backbiting and it's just really good it's nice. so like the least threatening i've ever seen what carl's esposito it is in, in anything and it's great um that is the sole yeah. once upon a time recommendation i've heard in my entire yeah. life when you said once upon a time my brain immediately went into autofill mode and it's like in Mexico, in America, in the <laughs> in West, Hollywood? in Hollywood. No, see, there's this great show that was on ABC called Once Upon a Time. Mm. When I mean great, it's not good, but <laughs> it is. A, it is a. We don't make enough like just unabashed uh, uh, primetime soap operas anymore. And honestly, I'm here for it. I'm here for more of those. Right. So my uh, my choice is an actor who surprisingly has done a lot of video game roles, but very few of them carry the gravitas he normally has in his uh, television and film roles. And that, of course, would be Sir Patrick Stewart. Ah, yes. um, Patrick mm. Stewart is one of those guys, like, whenever he's in anything on screen, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's enhancing this role. In games, it's been hit or miss, but one of the few times where it worked was in Oblivion, where Elder Scrolls Oblivion, oh. where he played the, the Emperor Uriel Septim, and I guess 
the, the, he lists that as one of his favorite acting experiences because they gave really? him this like huge 90 page book to prepare for the role that was like the history of of the world and his family's you know his character's family in the world and so it really like he immersed himself and became that character and it is still cool it's like in the opening hours of that game you, he's in it for 10 minutes Stewart. i know <laughs> i know but that's what's great is is it's um he in that 10 minutes he owns those 10 minutes boy. sure uh, especially if you compare to like what he's in now because he's either reading dirty seth mcfarlane jokes or sitting sideways in a chair and holding his mm-hmm. stomach as he dies. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I remember he became one of my favorite actors when I read an interview with him. And, like, prior to that, he'd always been, like, you know, the Jean-Luc Picard, this super serious Shakespearean actor. And Life I is remember a series that of exception. There was that, that bit on The Critic where, it, what, what was it, uh, Star Trek Generation X. And it's like, who wrote Beavis and Butthead rule on the back of my skull? And but like reading this interview with him, he's talking about that. Like, yeah, well, you know, there was one day I was in the park and uh, this woman looked at me and scowled and said, you should be ashamed of yourself. And I was like, what, what was it? Is she angry at one of my roles? And I realized looking down, I was wearing my frog baseball T-shirt. <laughs> and Patrick Stewart was actually a huge fan of Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. We we have so many cool old <laughs> old white people like Christopher Lee. We had a fucking yeah. fuck man, Singing Patrick Stewart. Like, yeah, like that. Oh, man, it sucks. So many cool it's... old white people. None of them serving in U.S. government. No, right yeah. no. Yeah. All of them English. That that is that uh, might be the the rarest sentence ever said by an actual black man. Listen, I had to. Okay, here's the thing, and not getting not to get super political, but I I was promised a grown man kicking and screaming going to jail, and it hasn't <laughs> happened yet, and I'm so upset. Yes, yes, we're halfway through the fucking week. Get on with Once it. Once again, AI really brought it to you, and again, not believable in the slightest. Not not ready yet. Mm-mm. I hate it. Why is <laughs> he wearing three sets of handcuffs? It doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm I cheating because I feel like I'm missing something obvious because uh, I wasn't even ready to say Keith David. That's a great one. Mm. But I'm going to say in terms of delivering intensity, the man who delivers unnecessary intensity to every role he's in, Matt Berry. Uh, yes! Did, did oh, Matt, Matt yes. Berry Acting! Just... Bats! <laughs> 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 uh, an unnecessary amount of intensity, even when it's not warranted. It If you've Man. never seen Gareth Marenghi's Dark Place, like that's oh my, my favorite. How much of that is his real voice? Because you watch Toast of London, that's clearly a character played up a little bit. Lucian Sanchez. Uh, this that, is one of my favorite puns that I've ever created. I'm taking credit for this. I don't know if it was a thing before, but I call that voice Barytone. It's Barry- Matt Barytone. <laughs> yes, I can hear you, Matt Allen. <laughs> it's, it's so. Oh, as someone who was a very like, cause I didn't, I didn't watch uh, um, Gareth Rangi like when he was on Adult Swim, and I just started. Um, uh, uh, Fucking vampire show. What uh, we do uh, in the shadows? What we do in the shadows? Yeah, I just started that last year. Fuck that. Um, fuck goddamn. <laughs> fuck he's so good. he's so good. You he's really are the most devious show. bastard in New York City. <laughs> he's he's good. Mandor is so really good. good. I've I've grown. I think 
more fond of the Nandor character than him, but he's yeah. really good. That that yeah. is also kind of striking in being one of the few TV adaptations of a movie that is actually much better than the movie. It's Mash esque, yes. and I like that movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that show is so it, it much might better. run longer than Mash. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's got legs. Yeah. It's not old yet, and and I loved here like I. His voice was instantly recognizable in Disenchantment, and I'm like, this is perfect. He deserves to be playing a pig. And and I, I love that tweet I saw, like, stop everything you're doing and cast Matt Berry as Garfield, you fucking cowards. <laughs> that would be great. John, no! I, <laughs> dog is on the table again. I'd like some lasagna. Hey, what is normal doing lasagna. in this house? Lasagna. <laughs> lasagna. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think it, I think with whatever they're doing with GTA six, if Matthew Barry is it, I don't want, he, he should be the, be the voice of that Latino girl in the league. I need him to be, I need him to be, <laughs> I need him to be every 90% character. of the, yeah. 90% Stop of the Stop looking games. at my cho-cha! <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, all right. Who's another actor that you think? Uh, immediately lends gravitas to any role. Let us know. Go to VidgeGamePocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 516. And I promise I will do as many haphazard impressions as I can having read the list totally cold. Matt Hazard? You're going to do Matt Hazard impressions? Matt (laughs) Uh, Alternately, you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we'll read the answers on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Uh, TL, once again, where can people hear your dulcet tones? Uh, sure. You can uh, listen to the shows I do. I uh, do a show with uh, the award-winning Sonia Ballantyne, uh, Call Life in Full House, where we talk about Fresh Fence Belair. That's coming back soon. Uh, and then I also do a show with Emmett uh, oh, and Jarrett called uh, Welcome to the Thing, where it's just uh, three three black guys talking about game talking about games, nerds, and kind of pop culture in a black lens. Uh, I think that's the that's the pitch of the thing because we don't just do games. Uh, we talked about <laughs> apparently uh, uh, Twitch streamers out here showing guns on Twitch, so hmm. that was a very <laughs> very wild thing. Uh, so yeah, it's really it's a really good show, uh, and yeah, that's it. That's all I do. I just podcast now. I podcast and eat hot chip and lie. <laughs> Someone reached out to me. I'm going to complain about it here because it was like about the show. Somebody reached out. They were like, "Oh man, I love hearing TL and VGA." And I was like, "Oh wait, he did a show." It's like I did the last episode was in January. I like I say with everything, episodes come when they come. So when you get them, enjoy it. But it's not they they're they're there when you get them. How can we you say miss that about VGA too? Go away. And it just so happens that usually is Fridays, sometimes Saturdays, yeah. occasionally. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. when an yeah. episode's finished, it's finished, baby. Mm-hmm. So be, right. be 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 careful. Just enjoy it. Okay, now I'm done. Right. Now I'll shut up. And that's when the, why the Oscars thing is uh, is running late. Right, it, when it's finished, when it's finished, it's true. It's really hard. <laughs> Why I want you to go to patreon.com slash laser time and make a ray bloody purchase with for five dollars. Well, well, well. <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, 302010 is smack dab 
in the middle of a string of the worst fucking movies I have ever seen in my whole life. I wasn't sure anything could top Cuba Gooding Jr.'s boat trip. Because, mm. I mean, you know it's bad, but watch it in 2023. It is a masterpiece of bad. It, all, it, I, it, all I know about that film is the scene where he jerks out, jerks off out of a porthole and it lands on Roger Moore. He doesn't jerk off. It oh. just comes. And what? then, once again, the cum coming out of a porthole shoots up and the man standing next to his boyfriend, who's fully clothed and looking at his phone, he's like, Oh, Ray, really? Uh, but, like... Not only does this movie not understand gay men, they don't understand how people come or what it looks like because that was very sunscreening. And it was, uh, it's so, it's on a level of bad that's really difficult that should be taught in classes. Like, like, make a, it's entertaining from beginning to end and how garish, offensive, and awful it is. And somehow this couple of this week's movies were even less enjoyable. One has The Rock in it, and the other one. Seems to know it's bad, but is it scientists, literally hundreds of scientists voted it the least scientifically accurate movie ever made. Alone in the dark. No, uh, no, that's, that's that, the stupidest but... scientist of all time. This is <laughs> this is so fucking dumb that like every every single never mind. I'm listen to the show. I can't bitch about it again. Um but it involves the center of the earth. Oh, oh. oh, is this the Will Ferrell version of that? No, that's a great movie. No, I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Michael <laughs> might have nailed it, but I'm not telling yeah, you. you got to listen to the show. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still in shock that Snow Dogs Cuba Gooding Jr. made a bad movie. Do you mean mm. to tell me? Mm. Like, Unbelievable. But well, you're telling me that Black Adam's The Rock has made a bad movie? You don't I just un- watched Black Adam. It's still. Black Adam this week. It's still. I can't get it. It's still too wild because, like, when you think of bad, it's like, yeah, it's just bad because it's bad comedy. I'm like, no, like, not only the, they're like seventy year old Golden Girls writers who have never met a gay person. And How is it's, that possible? I, I don't know. I don't know. But Did they, don't they not they know don't, any of their fans. They don't understand straight romance. The only thing this movie hates more than gays are women. It is. It is so outlandishly like not from this planet. Uh, it, it has to be seen. It has to be seen. Yeah, it, it, dude, it's wild. But they, they shot it off the coast of Greece with like a bunch of German actors, so maybe there was some direction that couldn't oh, be Oh, well, conveyed. there's no gay people in Greece. Mm. True. <laughs> mm. yeah. uh, how would they even know what a naked boy looks like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, was it very famously straight Plato? <laughs> Uh, Frat boy Plato. Uh, yeah, that's so. that's my new segment on Fox News. Straight Plato. I want it back. <laughs> I want it back. I'm tired of this woke Plato. <laughs> want my straight Plato? You can only make a pussy out of it. No dildos. Do not let your Plato harden. Don't know how I could follow that, Michael. I'll just Sorry. play patreoncom slash Plato dildos. <laughs> Uh, all right. Patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, and as always, you can find us online at VGMApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Or follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
I'm rolling. Okay. Yeah. Like Kid Rock in that hit song, Rolling. Unbelievable. And it's Lip Biscuit. Unbelievable. <laughs> wow. It's worth Wait, you just mix up Kid Rock and, and you got to get off the show right now. You can't. Yeah, you're being very disrespectful to white people co-opting black culture. <laughs> as, <laughs> as someone who's had lunch with Lip Biscuit, I what? can say that. I just told you Durst. This. Yeah, Fred Durst. He is Lip Biscuit. Yeah. Fuck West He's Borland. Nice. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the guy in the monkey suit. Hot take. Hot takes here. <laughs> I don't care at all. West Borland.